music down. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Francisco, here for Sports Goofs number 140, joined by my good buddies Andrew and Charles. And uh, hi, hi, how you doing, Andrew? How's it going? How, how are you? Been feeling good, my friend? Feeling good? Andrew, are you still alive? Are you there? I mean... I mean, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously still alive, uh, survived <laughs> that series. Yeah. Uh, I wish there was a little more time to recover, but, um, that my, my heart is just barely recovered from that one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but well, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't like you. For the, we are frenemies for the friend. next up to potentially 14 days mm-hmm. yep and, and, yeah we're, we're I'm, I'm not happy with you right now just like <laughs> last year oh no yeah yeah that's it's 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 good don't worry all friendly and stuff but just just make sure I, I can i can dish it as much as i can take it okay so just be prepared be prepared all right okay charles how, how you doing my friend how you doing in the other quarter all you have to do is just say that the Tampa Bay Lightnings are just racist and cold. It's okay. Oh, no. I'm good. I almost died eating a cupcake right before I went on the show. <laughs> that explains why I jumped at 63. So I was kind of hungry, and I had my lunch at like 12, but I made a little snack to kind of survive the next two hours. And it was a nice little chocolate cupcake with the frosting. It was very good. And then I just kind of bit in a little bit too deep and the crumble hit the back of my throat. So I was <laughs> coughing and I told myself, you know how you have those moments of like, all right, this is it kind of thing. And I said, here I was saying today, oh, my biggest dream was that mm. I go out in a big way as opposed to just being old and elderly. That's really just hoping that someone I've wronged legally in the past comebacks and gets me, but instead it was going to be, he died as he lived. Being a fat ass with sweets. That's yeah, why. There was like a show, I think it was like on Spike TV or something stupid like that. It was like a thousand ways to die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That That's kind of what that reminds me of. Yeah. Oh, man. But Let's it would be fitting. Wrong side. It would be fitting. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it, it, it would be. Uh, well, I, I'm messing around with the, the studio here. I, I can actually zoom in on us now. Uh, that's a new feature that I haven't tried before, so you can look at the whole thing, or you can just look, you know zoom in on my 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 little getup here. Uh, anyways, so yeah, we've got a show for you. We got oh wait wait we got a show for you guys. We got stuff to talk about. Okay, Charles almost dying is presented by Mr. Tortilla. Everybody, the number one best selling tortilla on Amazon. <laughs> we don't die on tortillas. <laughs> no, you do not. Yeah, you know, unless Charles loves them so much that he just is just throwing them down his esophagus. But uh, they are made out of a need for a healthy and affordable tortilla for the people without sacrificing the flavor. The big breakthrough is now their one carb, fifteen calorie tortilla. So now you can enjoy tacos without guilt. Go to our website. Okay, click on there. It'll help us out. You'll get some tacos out of it, right? Make some tortillas. I tried them already. They're pretty good. So that's that's a, that's not a paid endorsement. Believe me, I actually I actually enjoyed them. Or or you know, and, and Andrew and, and and I, our mutual hatred for each other right now is presented by Parani's Hockey World. <laughs> they they will continue to provide the best customer service. Lowest prices, biggest selection of all new products. Lowest prices, biggest <laughs> selection of closeout prior year products for hockey. Because it is hockey time, folks. Round two. That's what we're talking about tonight. Round two. We're also talking about conference finals in the NBA. 
we might talk about baseball if we have time because there are some stuff that's going down. Charles is uh, is just a low, you know, just absolutely lathering himself with all the Yankee stuff. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not even fair. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and we got goons. We might have some MVPs as well, and uh, smaller segments if we get to it, and and stuff. But but before we do anything, guys, okay, I, I for sure want to uh, present to a new portion of our little studio here. Okay, now then, Andrew, are you there, my friend? Are you alive still? Yep. Yes. Okay. Well, we've we've already got I'm a cage. Here. We've got a cage for Charles. Yes. And and you know you need like your own space. I would say for like when you want to present something because uh, I think you've 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 uh, pitched this before of, of like trying to do like something completely different or, or you know or just presenting something else other than sports every once in a while for yourself. So uh, Andrew, uh, Charles, let's let's right. head on over. To Andrew's new little section. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> welcome to uh, welcome to the Andrewverse. I'm on a bit of a delay here, so yeah, don't don't worry, Andrew. You'll you'll see it. Where once you get once you see it, uh, I will tell you the inspiration for it. I hope you like it. Um, I feel like it, it it'll match. I feel I, hope I love it. it. Okay, well, uh, I, I I see. I see. Let me see. see. I've got mustachioed Charles to the left. Um, Looks like Raymond decking a mascot. Yes, indeed. Um, Looks like a commercial with Stammer. Yeah, it's him uh, Uh, destroying a pinata. There's you or you two over there. Yes. Um, Yes. That's nitro. Uh, I see nitro clapping. Very yeah. nice. Yes. Well. Um, yes. Well. Good call on, on uh, good attention to detail. Uh, getting the new nighthead. Y- yes. Yes. Uh, nighthead got some swords there. Well, uh, the layout is. Um, I f- I was trying to figure out what you would like. So the layout, as much as I could do it myself without uh it looking i mean i i can improve it of course but it's it's supposed to be the layout of like uh one of the versions of oh, the bridge damn it. they have a little kid singing the national anthem D- damn it <laughs> oh my god hold oh. on one second you guys have a little girl singing the national anthem yes because because we're Come on we're a Wait, whole... do you hate the fact that little you're, girls you're have to progress and sing the national anthem we're a wholesome franchise you know we're not just made out of uh, a bunch of uh, hicks and rednecks, you know. This is this is a diverse community right here. That's that's all. That's all. Anyways, Andrew, it, it's it's inspired by one of the uh, versions of the bridge of the Starship Enterprise. Uh, I don't know which version. Ooh, I just found one. Nice. And and that's why there's there's a I I, I was finally able to get this kind of. Uh, that's why there's like a planet in the background. It's kind of like run out of space. On the left is it's it's hard to see, but it's supposed to be one of the teleporters. And every now and then, you know, not today, but every now and then, we'll we might just see a different version of Andrew just randomly show up through the transporter on the left uh, because we are in the Andrewverse, <laughs> by the way. So just be aware, future episodes 
when you're talking and we're in this section here, whenever you want to present something new, every once we might get a we might get a chance at evil Andrew or weeb Andrew or Latino Andrew. Maybe you know I might take some creative liberties and just uh, you know do stuff with your face <laughs> and superimpose them on various different things. So just be just that it it'll be fun. <laughs> Yes. Okay. I, I hope you like this. So, so I got a question for you, mm-hmm. Francisco. It's lovely. I appreciate it. Yes. Ah, uh-huh, Charles. Did, did we get clipped out because I tried to join our thing and only had us for seven minutes and forty seconds for episode one forty? I I have us still on YouTube. So right, I'm on I'm on Twitch. So maybe it's just a weird maybe it's thing. a Twitch thing. I I mean my. My, uh, I'm not sure. I can check my Twitch on my phone in the meantime. But in the meantime, we will we can actually get to the matter at hand. So I do want to start because this game is about to start. And we might as well air our grievances before anyways, Andrew, because I feel like we need to air our grievances. I'd like to do a Gottlieb's Goons just to start out. Good choice. Okay. I think I know where you're going with this. And we will go with this, Andrew. Okay, our Gottlieb's goons for today is, I mean, actually, it's a, it's a, oh, various uh, layers of blame, and it's uh, who, who, all the people responsible for the schedule for the Panthers and the Lightning in this second round series. So th- those are my goons. That's that's who it will be. I, I'm right there with you. Okay, so uh, number one. So let's let's start with the first one. The first one for me is ESPN because the schedule came out as soon, like maybe a few, maybe like an hour or a couple hours after the final game of the first round between the Stars and the Flames, and ESPN. I guess all the teams kind of we kind of knew what was going on with the availability availability of buildings because the Stars and the Mavericks share the same building, so the schedule would have been one way if the Stars had made it because they would have had to kind of fit in with the uh, Western Conference Finals over there with the Mavericks, and if not, so what happened was after that we kind of knew what was going on, ESPN. And TNT have this split contract, but ESPN has the like the bigger portion of the NHL national uh, TV broadcasting rights. So they had a choice as to which series they wanted to do. They are also doing the Eastern Conference Finals this year. So <clears throat> for the NBA, so ESPN had a choice as to which markets that they wanted for hockey. Well... They, uh, come on, what, are you kidding me? We already got a penalty. Um, <laughs> damn it, Mackenzie Wegar. Oh, God. All right, uh, ESPN chose to go with the New York Rangers because it's New York and that's what they wanted. So that's number one to blame, ESPN for that. Number two, uh, and, and number two, I would say, is the NHL because... We, we we can we can blame them for being in this situation. Uh, they gave they gave ESPN all those that power to 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 do that with freaking broadcasting rights and all that stuff. Okay, fine, fine. 
number three, I'm going to give it to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning and Amelie Arena for <laughs> scheduling a freaking concert during playoff season on a Saturday, which is what forced us to have a back-to-back on Sunday and Monday. Well, hold, hold you guys on, are complaining. You guys are complaining. Oh, oh. I, I, I understand your reasons there. Mm. What? What? Listen, I, I understand your grievance, and I agree with said grievance. Mm-hmm. But the grievance is not against the Lightning. They're not the ones that schedule concerts. The the the, the maintenance or the, the arena running company most likely owns the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're all the same entity. Like the Florida Panthers, Sunrise Sports and Entertainment all is the arena management know, group. Jeff Vinick is... Just because they all these all of these stadiums and arenas, even though they're all publicly uh, owned, I'll take a look. All publicly owned, pretty much all of them. The arena management group is usually the team, uh, a, a big giant corporation or LLC or whatever that also happens to own the team. So they manage the arena for the public entity, like the city or the county or state, whoever owns the building, so that the state doesn't have to waste taxpayer dollars just to run the building uh, 365 days a year. So most likely, the Tampa Bay Lightning and Emily Arena and Jeff Finnick and whoever the hell, Tampa Sports and whatever, Queef, I, I don't know what they call themselves, like they, they, they are to blame well, I, for I scheduling concerts. Yes. I looked it up, um, and Hillsborough County is the one that owns it. They own the building, but they do they own the it's management? It's operated right? by... That's the thing. That's the difference. Uh, operated no, by... actually, the operator is Vinick Sports Group. There you go. So, the Tampa Bay Lightning are also to blame. Jeff Vinick. I, okay. I think I'm on a delay with you guys. Maybe. I'm not sure. I hear you. I think I'm on a delay with you. That might be it. If you want, you can pop in and pop out again. Andrew. Charles, can you hear me like one-to-one right now? Or maybe I'm the one who's all messed up here. That could possibly be it. I mean, my connection's not... Is currently yellow, green, not red. It's... it's um, And got a few drop frames, but only about 3%. Can, Charles, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. I'm just having you on mute because my dogs are going. Oh, okay. All right, that's fine. So maybe Andrew's the one a bit delayed. If he pop in, pop out again, that'd be great. Can you Uh, hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me one to one right now? Yes, I can, but it's a delay. Can you pop in and then pop out again? Like pop out of the call and then pop in and see if that Uh, works. Charles is one to one with me. So hey, the beauty of live broadcasting streaming whatever you want to call it guys this is this is great well I, i'm gonna i'm gonna hold off on the final portion of this goon but but i feel like i i i was able to 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 knock out the first three there uh charles charles okay hey uh, andrew can you can you hear us one-to-one now can you respond to me very quickly I know there's a delay of about three seconds between Damn. when I say something and when I hear your response. Interesting. Maybe, are, what are you watching your stream on? Maybe it's that. Maybe that's kind of delaying us a tiny bit. Like whatever you're watching um, the stream of the game on. 
That could possibly be. Well, I'm it. not listening to the stream. I'm listening to you the Facebook chat. No, but if you're running the 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 stream of the game, maybe that's kind of delaying some things. I have no idea. Someone, or I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Your internet's kind of wonky. I'm not sure. Can you you want to call in with your phone, maybe, and you just do it through there? Uh, I can try that. We could try and see if that works, and maybe uh, yeah, let me it'll that. work some stuff out. Um, well, uh, that kind of threw me off there. I was get, I was kind of rolling up to the last thing that I was going to do. But while Andrew's doing that, Charles, I guess, hey, um, yeah, well, I, I, I've got, I guess I got to knock out one of these smaller sections out here. You know, because I, I kind of had a whole thing going here. Well, it wouldn't be goofs or sports goofs yeah, without a well, goofing let's, moment. Let's do a better Noah minor league yeah. team. Hey, Andrew, can you hear us? Can you hear us one Yeah, more? the response time is much better now. Yeah, yeah, okay. You, yeah, unfortunately, your mic quality is not as great, but, we're, I mean, we just got to have to make do, right? Okay. Oh, well. And maybe we could try later on to see if you can pop in and maybe it'll work out okay. as we... Okay, and my final portion is uh, Kane Brown. Uh, Kane Brown, who is the one that was <laughs> scheduled concert at Emily Arena, Emily Arena on... Uh, on Saturday, a bunch of Lightning and Panthers fans and some NHL fans got to find out who the hell Kane Brown is. He's apparently like a pop country singer, and he's going over to have a concert there on a Saturday night, which means on Sunday, the ice conditions are going to be terrible uh, because that's what usually happens uh, when they have a concert and they do a, a game the next day. In most arenas, the ice conditions aren't that great. And, uh, you know, Kane Brown, he uh, he's going over, he's going to sing with, like, the guy who made the Applebee's country song, whatever. And, oh, no, not him. Yeah, and, and, and you know, that's... Because that's, that's the kind of people and music that Tampa Bay attracts. Surprisingly, Kane Brown is black, so... <laughs> oh. I'm, talking about people, I'm talking about people who love Applebee's. That's, that's not the Applebee's guy. No, 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 but the, the guy, he's he's got, a, he's the headliner, and another guy... That sings the Applebee's song is going to be Apple with him. I don't know, some other dude. It's it's some some other white guy. Okay, <laughs> so anyway, some con- like just picture a generic country singer. That's the Applebee's guy, not Kane Brown. But Kane Brown is also a pop pop country singer, and he's got his concert on Saturday. And I hope he gets diarrhea, and he doesn't have the concert at all. So even if it doesn't move the games forward, you know, we could just have diarrhea and, and he won't have a concert at all. So I hope he gets explosive diarrhea on Saturday morning and he just doesn't have the the, the will to, to have that concert. And then we'll... Plus we don't like country music anyway, so... <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and, and this... And the problem was uh, now we have the back-to-back on, sun, on Sunday and Monday for games three and four in Tampa. And we have the conflict with the Eastern Conference Finals with the Heat because everybody was hoping it'd be Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, like that, and and just be like every other day, just like the other round was with the Heat games, so that we could watch the Heat on one day, then the Panthers on the other day. It's just so simple, but now it's this. But the game starts at 7, and well, it has started, and then you have the game... Uh, for the Heat and the Celtics at 8:30, and that's how it is. And that's that's those are my goons. Those that's what that's what I'm doing. That's what happened. So, so that's what I want to get out of the way. Okay. Yeah, I, I for, there's not going to be a lot of things I agree with 
you this week uh, during this <laughs> series, but I, I will agree with you on that one. Yeah. But uh, okay, so that's that's happening. Uh, let's let's go into well, let's review. Let's review what happened last week because we're here now. We're 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 let's let's talk about some hockey now because that's that's going on. First round is over, and I titled this entire episode "Frauds Found" because Frauds. we're we're weeding out the frauds from. Uh, and I'm getting an echo. Is, is that I think that's from Andrew's phone? Let me see. If do you have headphones? Uh, yeah, I do have headphones. Yeah, so maybe that's because if it's on speaker, maybe that's it's kind of giving the echo there. Uh, anyways, uh, let's see. The uh, first round happened. Let me find the playoff bracket here. If I can find it. But I guess I'll get mine out of the way. The Panthers beat the Capitals four games to two. Very happy about that outcome, of course. The Panthers' first playoff series win in 26 years. It's been, it's that bad, folks. The franchise has been that bad for that long. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Carter Verhage was the playoff hero. He's the playoff hero thus far. Uh, You're welcome. For, yeah, well, you guys uh, cap hell, right? So that's yeah. the only reason why he's, he's not still in Tampa. Uh, but he, uh, he did carry the the Panthers. He got the game winning goal in uh, in in the in game six, also in, in game four, and yeah. And the Capitals they played physical. They still lost, and they since their 2018 championship they haven't made it out of the first round. So it's it, it leaves you wondering whether that championship window for Ovechkin and Backstrom and, and those guys is 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 closing finally. So that's one. The other one, and I guess it's a similar vein, is the New York Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, that was a good series. Uh, I thought it was going to be over when the Pens went up three games to one. I'm like, I thought this series was going to be better than that. And actually, it was. The New York Rangers came all the way back to win the series, winning it at home uh, in overtime at Madison Square Garden. Or Temi Pernarin, their, their, big, their, their big boy, their, their, their superstar. Got got the victory there against the Penguins, and the Penguins have also not made it out of the first round uh, since 2018, and they've got a few of their their stalwarts there uh, who are up for free agency, including Malkin. So it is it, it, the maybe the the window for the Penguins is also finally closing on those guys, Crosby and Latang and and Malkin. So there's that. Uh, the other series. The the Boston Bruins lost to the Hurricanes, so Charles's be- <laughs> beloved Brad Marchand did not make it to the next round. <clears throat> but it was still a good series because it, it went seven games also. And uh, the crowd in Raleigh's pretty damn good. That's a, that's a, uh, that's probably as close to a college atmosphere as you can get in hockey right now it is out there in Raleigh. And it makes sense, NC State and all that stuff. But, but Boston and Boston was pretty damn good, and uh, they've got some questions of their own. I actually did a Sports Goose mini about Patrice Bergeron because there's some questions as to where he's going to go from here. He, I, I feel, I feel like he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I feel like at this point he is. He, he's pretty much done everything that you could ask for. He, there's not much left to put on his resume. He's got a cup. He's got 
awards. He's he's one of the most consistent players of the last generation, and uh, yeah, I feel like he's he's gonna get in. But he really has nothing more to prove. But does he want one more run? Will that be with Boston? It's the only team he's ever played for. So that's that's my notes on that series. And then I'll let Andrew take this one. Because th- this is where we find out one of the biggest frauds of, of the this past regular season. The Lightning beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. And the Leafs, once more, lost the Game 7 in the first round at, <laughs> at home. <laughs> Woo, boy, Andrew. Andrew, you can, you can take this one because this, this was fun. This, uh, as, uh, uh, you know... Uh, it, it did exactly what I wanted to. Is what you guys going all the way to seven games? It didn't go into triple overtime, unfortunately, but it still left us with plenty of Canadian tears. Mm. So, I mean, I I feel bad for Steve Dangle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he did I have. Think a, he's the, he, I think he's only one of a couple Maple Leafs fans that I actually like. He did have a great a closing. Uh, I guess review of the game, which was absolutely he he said like you know as much as like he'll always be that type of fan, uh, unapologetic. He and he'll say stuff and just cheer them on until the day he dies, and that he's not going to feel bad as to what he says and feels him because he's going to stand by the team and he shouldn't be ashamed of it. I mean, and he just won't let people dictate that. He's going to be a diehard Leafs fan. That's he's going to think that they're going to win the Stanley Cup every season. So, yeah. But yeah, go ahead, Andrew. Uh, how, your synopsis of that series. I mean, I, I it, it, this was definitely, over the past few years, uh, over the past two cup runs, this has been the toughest series. Um, I'm trying not to bring recency bias into it, but if you look at, the, if you look at what happened, this is only the second time that we've gone to, or this is the first time we've gone to a three, we've been down three, two. Um, We had an elimination game in the East, or sorry, the, it wasn't technically the Eastern Conference Finals last season because they did away with. Let's say the Final Four. Right. Um, When we were facing the Islanders, um, we had a three-two. We had a three-two lead. They came back and made it three-three. Um, but we've never, with the exception of that series, we've never been in a in an elimination situation, and certainly not one where we would have to win two games. Um, so which, it which was is, very nerve-wracking. Which is like that's amazing. As as a I'm just putting my unbiased hat here. As a, after this, I'll be like, you know, screw the lightning. But which right. is amazing over, I mean, just this run of, I would say since like 2015, let's say, when that, that first run to the Stanley Cup. Like, right. This, which is amazing to, to think, uh, given this core and stuff like that. It's been that long and they and, haven't been down. And the crazy thing is, a good amount of the core from 2015 is still here. Um, I mean, we unfortunately had to uh, trade Tyler Johnson uh, over the offseason because, like I said, cap hell. Or like you said, cap hell. Um, but 
was like him, Stamkos, Hedman. Uh, there are a pretty there's a decent number of guys from 2015 that are still still on the roster or were on the roster within the last two seasons. Um, and even going further back, I mean, we were one game away from going to the 2011 Stanley Cup final, but we lost in heartbreaking well, that, fashion that was, to yeah, but that's to Patrice Bergeron. Completely different teams at this point. I mean, that's literally a decade ago. Um, I know, but... But how about... Like, because you, yeah. you guys were down 3-2, and n- now you come back for that game six. That game six, you know? And, like, with all the confidence of being the back-to-back uh, cup champions, even though you, you bubble and then, of course, us cap circumvention. So they're not really real. We'll put asterisks next to them, okay? So we'll, we'll just do that. And I'm going to keep doing this, Andrew. You're going to have to take it for the rest of the series. <laughs> but, right. but uh, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll see how the how things lie after, you know, in about a week, maybe. Right. Uh, well, I, I, will, I will. You will, I will defend it to the day of you die, of course. Well, yes, yes. but but going back to the the Maple Leaf series, indeed. Um, Game six. It, well, I, I just want to give some preface to the rest of the the, the series. Mm. This this was not. It was probably aside from the fact that we were down three two. Um, it was probably the most nervous I've been because we were not really playing normally, uh, at least as as we were accustomed to over the past two seasons. Um, you know, even when we were three three or whatever, we weren't making a lot of mistakes. We we seemed like we were in every game, um, mm-hmm. and you know, it's just the other team outplayed us that one game we weren't giving them a lot yeah but for one reason or another uh we were just so up and down throughout this throughout the series um you know there were games where it was just like what the hell are we doing i mean in the first game i think it was five nothing that we lost and I mean, giving up five goals, we did that against you guys last season. We, it was, a, I think, 6-5 final. Um, but it was like, damn, they, they earned those five goals. Uh, and I'm not saying that Toronto didn't earn them, but at the same time, well, it was like, what are is, we doing? And, and this is also, this is probably the, like, we talked about you talked about the history of these of these lightning but also these leafs like this is over the last let's say the last six seven years uh or even the last decade this is the best version of the leafs that they've had in like forever as well without a doubt without a doubt like this was a juggernaut of a leafs team that in any other season would have won this division but they this, just got they just got unlucky. But yeah, but it, this this division, I mean, this season was just really insane. How good Florida, Boston, Tampa, and Toronto were. That it was just like one of them had to win the division. 
But yeah, like we we had a hundred ten points. Yeah, I think our division was probably the best in hockey. I mean, the Metro was pretty good too, but I think toe to toe from uh, like, one through I, four, I think at the Atlantic was probably the the best one and the hardest one to win. I agree, and I I I I'll give you guys I'll give credit. I think whoever comes out of the division has probably has the best chance of winning the cup. Yeah. Um, you know, Colorado may be stacked and they may right. have the best team, but they had a relatively weak division to go through the yeah. whole regular season. And the conference too. here. Yeah. I mean, the Leafs had to play the two of us. We had to play the Leafs and Florida during the regular season. Like, yeah. Boston took Carolina to seven. Like steel yeah. hardened steel. Trash. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, steel sharpens so, steel. So, so let's let's go to okay, game seven now. Game seven. So yes, game seven. Um, in Toronto, by game, the way. Game seven was the best I've seen the Lightning play in the playoffs, and honestly, going like several weeks back into the regular season, I, I don't know what it was, but for some reason the the lightning were just not playing like themselves. Um, and there's a goal for Florida. <laughs> Your stream is ahead of mine. And I think I'm about to see it right now. Let's see on the rush right there. And Hey Duke, finally, he was silent for the most part in the first round against Washington. He finally gets one. They actually benched him. Uh, so I guess that worked. One nothing, go cats. Anyways, uh, but like again, this this goal here, there wasn't really a mistake involved. It it was just good entry into the zone. Yeah, good passing, and then that was a great. Duclair just got Vassy out of position. Yeah, sauce um, at the end of the thing, and Duclair. Yeah, and Vassy kind of splayed out a little too far. He couldn't get up again. So, yeah, like th maybe the only mistake was Sergachev overplayed. Mm -hmm. uh, but even then, it still wasn't bad. But in the in the Toronto series, there were just bad plays all over the place. But anyway, going back to Game Seven, that was really kind of the first complete game that we had played. Mm -hmm. um, that that defensive clinic at the end, because you guys got that two. Like you didn't give the Leafs any chance edge wise after that. Exactly. But that's what I mean is that if we're playing like the lightning we're unstoppable uh and yes i was nervous uh going into that last uh stretch where they had the man advantage but part of me was like they're gonna be able to get through this um just because seeing how they've been playing the rest of that game um so i mean I don't know if they'll be able to sustain it for a whole series because even in those other three wins, it was still kind of like you could see the mental mistakes. You could see the fatigue. Um, that is a tough series uh, mm -hmm. that we just came out of. So, you know, it'd be great if we can string together a few of those, those clinics, um, well, if that's the case, then we get a good shot. Yeah, and as far as my thing for the Panthers was concerned, I feel like Washington may have been the probably 
as as close to playing you guys in the first round as we could get uh, by yeah. in the fact that the, t- the the capitals are just full of guys that were still on that 2018 team they're not that far removed from it and the capitals right. played like it um they they i mean i hate tj oshi now <laughs> like my god he was killing us but it made you really hate him i can see why other teams don't like him. I mean, they were going up on my my Swedish man crush, uh, Patrick Hornquist as well. He he was uh, also because he was a former Penguin, so they remember him from those battles when he won those back to backs with Pittsburgh. And but the Capitals played like the Panthers last season was a great lesson in, in playoff hockey, especially against a, a huge rival because we have the Battle of Florida part two right now. So this is this is the second version of this and. And playing Washington was just like exactly what we needed for the first round. Like we couldn't, if we had gotten like a cupcake team, let's say the New York Islanders somehow snuck in with like, I don't know, like 88 points or something like that. I'm sure the Panthers would have handled them pretty, pretty relatively easy compared to playing Washington. So that I'm glad now after, you know, (laughs) you know. Uh, looking back, especially after winning it, that they did face Washington, a team of that caliber. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, out of them or like or Pittsburgh, one of those two teams where it's just like, oh, these guys are uh, have been through this all before. You know, uh, so uh, I guess that's the Eastern Conference uh, for the West. I mean, the West. I- I'll I'll look over here, but uh, it's Colorado. Colorado was the only team that swept. They swept the Nashville Predators, and it kind of may, goes into your kind of your 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 point, Andrew. Is that like the, of course the Avalanche, uh, best Western Conference team, uh, only like two points behind the Panthers for the President's Trophy, but the Predators, they're a good team, yes, but in comparison to what we had in the East, not great. So in Colorado, I, I mean, kudos to them. They. They did what they needed to do. Kale McCarr. I mean, dear Lord, this guy, this guy played out of his freaking mind. He had ten points in four games, <laughs> like five goals and five assists in four games. That's insane from uh, from a defenseman, by the way. I mean, he's he's a he's a superstar in the uh, not even in the making like now now. And but the Predators also were without Soros, which is kind of like they were severely severely. Um, uh, mi- I mean, you're missing your your number one goaltender, so he he's pr- he's probably the reason the Predators even made it this far. So uh, they they just had no chance to win without him. Uh, mm-hmm. Next uh, six series was St. Louis and Minnesota. The Blues four to two. That's another team that's not far removed from the Stanley Cup, so they're pretty dangerous. Uh, they won the special teams battle against Minnesota, and Minnesota was just kind of flip flopping goalies. Uh, they have Marc Andre Fleury, and he played some. Then Cam Talbot, he played some. It was like, oh, okay, and that was flip flopping back and forth, um, and they just kind of never got anything going for the most part. Mm-hmm. And St. Louis was the 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 I was gonna say the Twins, but the Wild uh, Kryptonite all season long. I think they swept them this season, so it was kind of like the worst matchup they could get uh, was St. Louis. Uh, Edmonton and Los Angeles. So the Kings went to seven games. Uh, they're they they they're actually way ahead of their rebuild. They're 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 good now. 
uh, earlier than a lot of people expected. And they've got a mm-hmm. lot of guys. Um, unfortunately, Drew Doughty got injured. That might have made a huge difference. Dustin Brown's retiring, so a lot of those guys from that old guard from 2012-2014 are, are kind of they're, they're all falling away now. Um, uh, so, But, yeah, they're ahead of schedule. So the Kings are going to look good for the future as uh, the revival of those California teams out there. And then uh, Connor McDavid was a superstar. He had 14 points in the seven games. He was a, a, a two-point-per-game player. And he's he's Connor McJesus for a reason, and he's playing like his determin the determination in his in his eyes in that first round, especially in Game Seven. Like you could tell, like he's he's got that face. Remember Charles when LeBron was facing the Celtics and they were down yes. in Game Six. He's he, got this is what my barber needs to have, kind of uh, yeah, you know, focus. Yeah, he's uh, he's got that right now, and that's kind of scary to me. You have the best player in hockey. He is the best player in hockey. I, I I know Nathan McKinnon's really good, yes, but but he, he's he's no Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid is is truly the best player in hockey, and he's he really wants to prove it this year finally in the playoffs. Uh, so because that's really been his only thing that he hasn't really done, like uh, that people really want to see from him. Uh, so there's that, and then, dear Lord, uh, Andrew, the the Dallas Stars lost to the Flames. But Ottinger, that goalie for the Stars, mm-hmm. that is a superstar goalie, right there. Like he is, he is gonna be super good. He, it was like it, that was also another game that went into overtime in Game Seven. My God, he had like well, how many saves did he end up with? Like for the series, he he had like an ungodly like- amount of saves. Yeah. An ungodly amount of saves, and I think he made like sixty-five saves in that game or something. Like it was insane, uh, and unfortunately he lost. But I mean, the Stars lost not because of him, not because of like they got something good going. The Stars are kind of like a wishy-washy team. They, they of course they they lost the the Cup final in twenty twenty. So they, uh, and I really don't know where they are going to go they maybe they've got a pretty good gm so they they can do the rebound on the fly but they got some questions they got some older guys on that team they got to figure out a way to kind of change things up because they're they're kind of just a first round team now they 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 peaked in 2020 and now they're just kind of like a first round team and Mm -hmm. it's a good fan base out in dallas fans are great but uh but they need to figure it out to kind of go get over the hump again. Maybe give Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan's already got a cup, but give Jamie Ben one more shot at it. Mm-hmm. But if not, then they got to figure something out. Um, kind of like, and they don't want to end up like uh, like the Flyers, let's say, with Giroux, where they kind of just let it linger on for too long and never figured it out, and then just just kind of suck now. So that's that's how I see the Dallas Stars future, and that's kind of that's that's the synopsis of the first round. From from uh, look, this was actually we did good, Andrew. Th- this is a sports yeah. show, everyone. Sometimes we got to remind ourselves of that. The that real this... stuff is happening. Yes. The, You're yeah. Parts of sports that I even watched. So that's that's true, Charles. You did tune in to a few of these hockey games. Look, the Rangers Penn series is great. I, yeah. Because uh, yeah. that was the one that was mostly seen on ESPN when I was like working out. So I was like, okay, I can kind of you know go from there. 
It, it was very good. Like, you know, and I watched a little bit of the Brad Marchands. Yeah. They're not the Boston Bruins, they're just the Brad Marchands <laughs> today. Yeah. Um, kind of come into it. I didn't watch any of the, I watched like 20 minutes of the Lightning game mm-hmm. as Andrew was like freaking out about everything. And I didn't see like a single Panthers game because for some reason, even though I live in Florida, I couldn't say they were broadcasted anymore. Um, Bally Sports? It's what it's what it I, I, use, on. I, li- I use Sling. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so. it was Bally Sports and uh, uh, TNT and uh, I, don't, I think ESPN2 or but something like that. That's, you know? that's also the thing. It's going against basketball. So I didn't really watch the first round basketball, um, but when second round was coming around, that's when hockey's first round started. So henceforth, Charles yeah. was in it too yeah. Okay, so we are at 45 minutes now, and let's see. I do have some real MVPs that I want to talk about, so let's let's head on. Did you do a goon yet? I I did my goon. I I did uh, the ESPN, like everybody that was responsible for the the schedule. I thought you were taking that to hockey. I had a goon, but I'll do it when we talk about it. I did a segue. I did a segue, but uh, into hockey talk after that. But if you do have a goon, we we can go there. We can do that now. No, we'll, we'll do You'll it. You'll save um, it. Comes to, oh, I I see. We'll do it. I comes see. to basketball. You're I in a I see. All right. Yeah, we'll do a segue into basketball for in most likely the second half of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll go with some real MVPs here because we haven't done those in a bit. Uh, my real MVPs. Uh, I I do want to uh, highlight uh, Nick. Z- I don't even know how to pronounce it. Maybe Andrew knows. Nick Zakelj, he's a rookie for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I've not seen that one, that name yet. So uh, Nick Zakelj, let's let's look him. I think he just got drafted. Uh, 49ers rookie, went to Fordham. What are they, Andrew? Fordham. Fordham. What team are they? The Fordham Fords. I don't know. The Fordham Hammers. I want to think it's the Rams, but I don't remember. Oh, well, let's look at his Wikipedia page. We can kind of go in there. Uh, yeah, he went to Fordham 2017 to 2021, was drafted in the sixth round, 187th overall in uh, this uh, last draft. And let's take a look at Fordham. Uh, yeah, the Rams. Look at that. Good job. They're in, Oh, they play in the Bronx. It's literally terrifying how he knows these things yeah it's like <laughs> it, it reminds me of like that thing that andrew had asked me clip wise for wrestling and i just knew it off the top of my head yeah like the scene that, yeah. that's like the weird deja vu that i just got <laughs> that's pretty good we for them yeah and they play in the bronx interesting okay where do they play in the bronx where do they have room for that i'm not sure um, Probably runs up to the Yankees. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, so yeah, I I just want to highlight him because he's a he's a he's a big baseball nerd. He's like a super baseball nerd. So is he the statistician yeah. or the uh, analyst? I was reading about him. Yeah, he he was like he talked about uh, the fact that I think Barry Bonds would have had like the highest on base percentage in baseball even without having like made a swing or had a baseball bat going nerd. up to the plate. So yeah, he did. Uh, he did. Uh, bust that out. Of course, he's in San Francisco, so I'm sure they're gonna love that. Uh, so there's, so there's that, uh, and I do have another one to highlight. Uh, I feel like this one's very apropos given certain circumstances out there. Um, uh, my other uh, real MVP is uh, Micah Hyde, 
for the Buffalo yeah. for the uh, Buffalo Bills. Uh, he held a uh, he was go- he, it was already planned out. He had a hell he was going to have a, a charity softball game for his uh, for his foundation. And yeah, I think his foundation is I forgot what he normally does it for. I think it's like for disabled children or something like that. Uh, something, something. Uh, and then unfortunately, the horrendous stuff that happened out in Buffalo happened. And so uh, he also uh, had proceeds go to the victims of that. So uh, Micah Hyde, a real MVP for that one, uh, out of uh, uh, for the Buffalo Bills. And he is out of full story. Uh, uh, no, Iowa, Iowa. Ooh, I was about to say, okay, Iowa. I'm sure Andrew knows who the Iowa is for the college. Okay. <laughs> of course. Yes. So yeah, Micah Hyde, he was uh, drafted back in 2013, 5th round, 159th overall. Uh, played for the Packers, Pro Bowler, All-Pro, Big Ten Defensive Back of the Year in 2012. Yeah, did it, he did his thing, and he's paying it forward. So Micah Hyde, uh, you're a real MVP for that. Uh, we are at 50 minutes. I mean, I, I, I do... Um, I do want to talk about something. I feel like it's an interesting conversation that could last 10 minutes. It's something Charles talked about. I, I, I kind of want to spin it into something else. So I want to look at all 30 Major League managers in baseball yes! and see which one of them is the hottest. Yes. I, so I was going to like prepare a list of I, I, cross-branding, but I think what we'll do is a battle tournament. Yeah. yeah. I, let's do – we'll do – and like we'll do one for each of the leagues, right? NBA, NHL, MLB, all that stuff. Uh, NFL, like. So it, I guess I should give backstory. So I'm so gonna like, look. I'm gonna look up the 30 Major League Baseball managers and see if we can get like you know a list and we can look at their pictures and be like, would you? <laughs> we're just gonna call them handsome or not handsome, okay? Okay. We're not gonna we're not gonna put people on the spot. People might not even be attracted to baseball, okay? okay. I <laughs> let's start how this goes. So I'm at lunch the other day, like last Friday. And I'm reading ESPN on my phone. I have ESPN Plus thingy, whatever it is, from my Hulu Disney account. You know, all that fun stuff. And I'm reading an article about the, the Giants for whatever reason. Uh, because I don't watch a lot of West Coast sports. And I'm like, oh, hey, you know, baseball and Gabe Kepler. And I knew of Gabe Kepler when he was in Philly. Yeah, the, the Philly as yeah. a manager. I remember him lightly as a player from back in the day because he was on that Red Sox team. And then I see this like this photo shot of him. And I'm like, Gabe Kepler? More like Babe Kepler. This guy is fucking handsome. <laughs> and I'll say this right now. I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. Mm, I like indeed. women, but I'm kind of into Gabe Kepler. I was like, holy shit. And then I'm like, I'm like, it's like when I hear him, I hear Hispanic drums, the Gypsy Kings. And then Andrew's like, oh, he's Jewish. And I'm like, oh, and so I just went on a deep dive on this man. And he's also like against domestic violence and his wife do some stuff. He has like a charity for that, right? He has a charity for it. I'm like, what is this? What is this? I'm like, like, I got to talk to him though. I got to say, listen, man, if you're going to be my my bottom here, you have to actually eat more stuff than just red meat every day Mm. because he has a very weird constructed diet where, because that's how it started. I was reading about um, his nutritional thing because I guess that was his highlight about him. 
And here's the thing I'll tell you guys. You know I actively work out. I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder or anything like that. I'm 32. Mm. I'm just trying to yep. keep healthy and everything like that, and I like to vary it. And the way I'll look into different workout tips is not from people on the cover of magazines that you see, like muscle and fitness. I just actually look at professional athletes and wrestlers, and you actually you can construct a weird stuff if you have your own kind of – it's strange. But then he just does this whole – just red meat diet every single day with some light fruits and yogurt. And I'm like, listen, weirdo. All right. We, we eat some Oreo cookies up in here. Let me feed you some airheads so you can actually know what greatness tastes like. Or you can choke on a brownie cupcake like I did earlier today. So it started to have me kind of get an idea of other men. You know what the sad part is? I know who the ugliest manager of all time is. And it hurts me, but it's a notable shout out. But now I want to compile like the list of handsome managers people who can give babe kepler a run for their money okay so i've i've got a list here we're gonna put it on the <coughs> excuse me the big screen here uh so let me uh, remove that we're not talking about that so uh let's let's start with the first one we're gonna start in the american league and then we'll move our way on over to the national league and this will get us to the halfway point of the show so for the baltimore orioles that is brandon hyde so let's let's take a look at good old brandon hyde here so th there he is. He's uh, uh, I mean, oh yeah. I I, I'm just gonna go with whether I would, if if I if, if I. If you just think he's a handsome man or not, you, you just seem like that. You don't have to do do yeah. or not do. Some people aren't ready for that. Even though yeah. I got to the season finale of season three of Shit's Creek, and that might be relevant more. Brandon Hyde, not. Nah. He's that guy that. If he bought me nachos, I entertain the idea of conversing <laughs> for more than 10 minutes, but nothing exceptional. The ears are kind of weird. The oh, ears God. are kind of weird, okay? Yeah, maybe he, he it's when he's wearing a hat. You know, some people wear hats and their ears kind of pop out like that. Yeah. And maybe, but... like, if he's, like, normal with the hair and all that stuff. Actually, oh, no, he doesn't really have hair. Never mind. Okay, well, no, it's a no for me. <laughs> not, not into it. Andrew, I don't know if you want to be a part of this. Well, it's fine. Oh, we're yeah. just calling men handsome. No, it's okay. He's 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 uh his 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 mic's not working again. <laughs> I think maybe maybe he saw how beautiful Gabe Kepler was. Well, I mean, yeah, he's part of the tribe, right? That's that's yeah. that's, that's handsome ass tribe. Yeah, yeah. It's well. like the inner circle of the tribe. Well, let's uh, let's ooh oh let's let's do this one. Alex Cora, Charles. Absolutely not. <laughs> toxic ass relationship that him and i would have alex cora he just I mean... shaved his facial hair because his team wasn't winning so he was like oh let's go from there uh we uh okay all right you know what? i'm just gonna get your opinion on this because i feel like this it's actually much funnier that way uh yeah alex cora like no. <laughs> okay all right let's let's go on i, I couldn't do it yeah I could, plus he looks so weird shaven I, All right. I just don't like him. I just uh, don't like him. Let, let's move on to uh, Tony Larusa. Oh my God! Probably the ugliest looking guy. He's, I mean, he's, uh, he's Tony Larusa. He's in his eighties or like yeah, late seventies. Well, 70s. you know what? Yeah, I don't care. He wasn't handsome twenty years ago. No, well, I mean, look at young Tony Larusa. Then let me see. Look at young Tony Larusa. Look at him. Look at the dapper fellow with the Cubs. Yeah. No, Tony Larusa is the guy who's at Boca. Sipping on some, you know, I don't know. I, can, I think I could dig young Tony. I think I can dig young Tony. Look at him playing with the A's right there. Out in, I think it was Kansas City A's. So I, I'm gonna keep it to the current age. All right, and there's some all handsome all right. older. I'm just men, saying, but... okay. So okay, he's got that drinking problem. 
I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I, I can't go from there. All right, next. How about Tito? Terry Francona. Oh, yeah. Terry Francona's kind of a daddy. He'd be fun to hang out with. Yeah, he'd be cool, man. I think he'd be cool, all right? He, I know he broke your heart in 2004, but I mean. Yeah, but he kind of won my heart a little bit in Cleveland. Yeah. He's a handsome enough looking guy. Yeah, so Terry Francona. All right, that that's a good one. I. I uh, uh, okay, next is uh, how about how about AJ Hinch? All right, let me uh, go on the Google uh, here. You know, uh, he's he's trying to restore his image. Okay, trying to rebuild he is a bad his, boy. Rebuild his character, right? Yeah, he's a bad boy. You know. Uh, I mean, uh, AJ Hinch looks like a guy that gets upset if they don't have his specific kind of chaw, and I don't want to be around that kind of guy in my life. <laughs> Okay. All right. So that's that's AJ. Plus he's a cheater. He's a cheater. Uh, yeah. He's a cheater. Not... <laughs> he's the guy who lies to your face when you look through the text messages. Oh, I think I'm we'll, sorry. I think we'll only be able to do the American League today, given the time constraints. But... That, that's fine. That's All right. fine. You know, All right. So we'll do the National League next time, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Next is uh. Ooh, how about how about good old Dusty Baker? Oh, I mean, huh? He's the inventor of the high five. Huh? Ah, uh, no. Uh, let so me he's see. Ron Washington uh, knew let, how to party. That's true. That's Dusty. How about young? Let me see young Dusty Baker. How do young Dusty Baker look? Dusty Baker looks like the guy who would have to tell me to go to church if I spent over the night on a Saturday. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> there, there he is in San I Francisco. I don't want to meet your mom, you know, uh, or your dad. All right. All right, so that all right, that's Dusty Baker. So we'll we'll because uh... I'm not going on the young man. Listen, there's plenty of men or women who have to deal with ugly old men at the bar hitting on him, and that's how we're doing the modern day stuff. Back in the day, my knees didn't hurt, guys, and they hurt. So we got to keep it constant. All right, all right. Next, next. Is, I know you're uh... saving for last too in the AL. So all right, might as well. How about we're, we're we're trending a little bit younger here, but Mike Matheny. Uh, Mike Matheny. What is he managing? Oh, he's, he's managing the Royals. The Royals okay. yeah. I didn't realize that. Maybe. Didn't move too far from St. Louis. Mike Matheny has good hair. And that I, is I true. He's got good hair. Him. And as a guy who worships his own hair. Yeah. He's got good I, hair. I respect it. I like, yeah, I the way it flows it. out from the back. Yeah, he, he knows how yeah. to work that. That's for sure. He's got a little bit of that intensity yeah, in there, it. Yeah, there it is, combed right there. That's not bad. Like, like if someone grabbed He's got a very arm, nice, stern looking face. If someone grabbed my arm at the club, I think Mike Matheny would throw hands. So, okay. Mike Matheny, what's up, man? All right. You ain't up on Gay Kepler, but, you know. Okay. All right. So, how about, how about, okay, we're going to keep going here. How about Joe Madden? Uh, how about <sighs> whack, Joe wacky Joe Madden, all right? Joe Madden can take me out for dinner. Yeah. That's it. With his cute-ass glasses. Looking <laughs> like Carl from Up. <laughs> oh, he kind of does. He kind of does look like Carl from Up. All right. He also changed to the facial hair. You know, that, that's what happens. His wife divorces him. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, boys and girls, we're going out of the town. We're okay. in L.A. now. All right, next, out in Minnesota, Rocco Baldelli. Uh, let, me, let me look at Rocco here. Rocco Baldelli. doesn't. Look name like is him. exotic. Well, I, mean, Rock, I mean, Rocco was just confirmed for Nick Smash. He just, he just kind of seems like a... Love child of Gabe Kepler and Manu Ginobili. Yeah. <laughs> kind ball, of, it, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. The top of his head, and then he's got the beard and the. Oh, now he's got a beard, I think. Yeah, 
yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it's like they they mash both of them together, some sort of Photoshop thing. He's Interesting. 40. Yeah, he's no, sure. he's one of the younger managers out there. So all right, he's one of the younger I mean, managers. I think, I, I, a, I think he's a babe. early Rays legends. Andrew, well. you think Rocco Baldelli is a babe? He was one of your guys. Andrew's like I'm super early early Rays legend. You know, he got at least one chance at the World Series championship, which was good. You know, suffered through all that time in Tampa. He's he's completely checked he's out loyal. of this. He's loyal. Yeah. All right. Rocco Baldelli. Rocco. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think his career he's, was he's cut guy, short, unfortunately. He's the guy that you end up marrying after you've had. All right, game. Charles. How about your boy, Aaron Boone? Uh, Aaron bleeping Boone. Uh, is Aaron Boone handsome? This is a hard thing to. I mean, he's got the thing with the ears, like he didn't like with the. Uh, the he, he's got the weird ass ears. He kind of looks like Sir Radigan if he wasn't juiced up. Radigan for the Great Mouse Detective. But I admire. <laughs> Why do I know that <laughs> reference? <laughs> I admire Aaron Boone's like temper tantrums sometimes. If you ever see him argue balls. And I mean, he will defend you to the end. That's for sure. Yeah. But here's the problem: if you think like if we, make I mean, there's up, like, there he is as a, when he was that. young. When he was young, wasn't too bad. He wasn't too shabby when he was young. His wife's handsome. I don't know. I, I think it's that Aaron Boone is kind of a ride or die mentality. Like if Mike Matheny <laughs> would offend me if someone grabbed my arm, Aaron Boone would just stab him. And <laughs> I can appreciate that for what it's worth. Mm. Not not my cup of tea. All righty. Right, we're, we're, we're getting down here. Oh, how about this one? How about Mark Kotze out in Oakland? He's, he's one of the newer ones. He's one of the he, – he, this is his first actual managerial job. Okay. Right, he's former pick. Marlin. He came up with the team. I think he got a ring in '97 as one of those September call-ups. Uh, and uh, that's that's no. how he's rocking it today. Not, not definitely not my cup of tea. No, no. He, he, he looks like he likes to go to garage sales and Bass Pro Shop. We ain't doing that, man. Okay. I'm not. I'm not listening to Applebee's on a Saturday night or Wednesday night or whatever. You're not a. You're not a Stone Cold Steve Austin type of looking guy. That's. Uh, oh, hell no, man. No. All right. All right. Okay. So then, uh, we're, we're last. We're getting down to the last four. Scott Service out in Seattle. All right. Let's take a peek at this here. So Scott Service, there he is. All right. Um. All right. Oh no, no. Mm. He looks like he giggles if you just hold his hand. Now pass. Oh gosh. All right. What? Well, let's let's get down to. Oh, how about how about. Andrew's old boy, Kevin Cash. He's another one of the youngins. Kevin Cash out in Tampa. Oh, yeah. I think he's okay. Yeah, Yeah. he's handsome. There we go. Andrew's got one. Yeah, Yeah, he's got his boy. I mean, he played for the Yankees, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, we get Kevin Cash. Yeah. We'll put him at like number two or three for baseball right now. Uh, Okay. Uh, Top one in the American League, at least. So far, yeah. Okay. All right. So it's that swagger, it's that braggadocious about mm. him. That's true. He's he's not afraid to take out uh, Blake Snell in a game deciding World Series game when he was going hot. He 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 wasn't listening to everybody else. He was gonna follow the numbers. That's what he's gonna do. Uh, Chris Woodward out in Texas. All right. Let's, let's take a look. Uh, at Chris this. Woodward, another one of the youngins as well. Um. Uh, ears kind of screwed up. He's gonna have all those way. unwritten rules, Charles. Remember that. You never know. He's gonna. You. You might piss him off, and he's just gonna be like, "You should have known, right?" 
no, I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> okay. Um, it's the ears, man. I can't, I can't do that, man. I, right. I guess, I guess that's my thing. All right. How, how about a little? How about a little Latin spice? Yeah, the Toronto Blue Jays manager Charlie Montoya. Montoya. Well, I mean, we both have the same name. Yeah, so. that's gonna get weird. That is gonna get weird. Yeah, Charlie and Charles. Oh, Charlie Montoya. No. Yeah. I mean, He's he might. Goofy. He might He's cook goofy, you some pretty man. damn good Latin dishes, though. Where is he from? What is he? I mean, or what's his ethnic background? I gotta figure this. Oh, out. Oh, it's Puerto Rican. He doesn't even look at me. He's like, you want that mofongo? And I'm gonna be like, oh man, <laughs> it's almost like I'm in a time loop, and I'm gonna have him yell at me. Oh no. Okay. Well, that was a weird thing that we just did, and we're at the halfway point, an hour and five minute mark. That just a little bit over. Uh, Andrew, it's over. The ordeal is over for now. We're gonna do it. And then National League is next week. Um, this is really, and then we'll do the NBA, and then we'll do the NHL, and then we'll oh, do man. the NFL. And NBA, I'll tell you right now, is it Jason Kidd and nobody else? Right? Mm-hmm. Jason used the pool, man. Oh god, he used the pool back in the day when he was. This, a this could blast us the rest of this season, actually, and then we'll have like a our our series finale. We'll uh, have uh, it's like a round robin tournament. Well then, uh, word from our non-sponsors and people and the places and the things and the... Co- I don't know why I sound like Bill Cosby right now. Uh, concepts well, right now. I mean, as long as you don't do what Bill Cosby Oh, no. Uh, the people and the places and the things and the... Co- <laughs> what have you that we've been enjoying over the last week? Um, I guess I haven't started in a bit. So I will start now. Okay, boys. Uh, so uh, past week, I have I, I've not been well. Uh, I got sick. Unfortunately, it's it's not been great, and I, I'm just uh, I, I finally am getting my voice completely back. I sound normal. If you listen to our sports goose mini just like two days ago. That I did about Patrice Bergeron, I, I sound like a, a very, uh, like a Batman if he was trying to whisper, which wasn't great. Uh, I, I did not like that at all. But uh, I, I did try and you know just make myself happy while it was going on. Uh, anyways, uh, I, but you know there's food, right? And I I needed to get some nutrients, get some stuff in me, and I. I decided you know what uh let's 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 just get some things some uh, little something so all right fine fine but uh, yesterday i got really I, I just wanted something sweet okay just wanted something sweet and i get i got i got a frosty from wendy's but it, that's not my non-sponsor guys i just want to shout it back out and i might have shouted out while maybe a few years ago but i finally remembered the place that I had the greatest ice cream in the world at. And I want to give them a shout out. Okay? And, and, I, and I showed you guys. I think I sent it in the group chat. Yes, you did. I did. So, uh, and I'm trying to find it now. Damn it, man. I, I forgot the name of this place. Oh, here it is. Ah, yes. It, it is Novel, indeed. Novel Ice Cream out in Phoenix, Arizona. Novel Ice Cream out in Phoenix, Arizona, guys. My goodness gracious. This was the greatest ice cream I've ever had. 
in my entire life. I, I, I cannot tell you the amazingness of this ice cream. I'm going to show you the photos, okay? And you'll just have to trek yourself out into the middle of the desert and get it, right? It was an oasis amongst all of the cacti and the scorpions and the rattlesnakes and the 110 degree heat. Okay, there's the Madagascar vanilla with Oreos right there. Okay, that 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 blue that blue beauty is the Cookie Monster ice cream, guys. Okay, it was in kind of like a it, this is it. It's you know it, it, kind of like a hipstery kind of shack area, but it, it, once again an oasis, an oasis in the desert. And this is what they do, guys. Okay, they 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 have their dough melts. They're donuts, they cut them open, and they stuff ice cream into it. Your ice cream of choice. There it is. It's called the dough melt. A warm donut, a fresh warm donut. Cut that bad boy open. Stick some fresh, you know, uh, uh, in-store made ice cream, right? They're not importing it from someplace. This This isn't your cold stone creamery. No, these guys are making it by hand, and, and that's that's the beauty of it. Don't get it in a cup. Get the dough melt. You came all this way, okay? That's the Cookie Monster, and they stick Oreos in there if you want them to. You can add more. You, you want some Oreos in your cookie ice cream surrounded by a donut? Go ahead. And I had two of those bad boys. I wish I had more. Now that I'm going back, uh, looking at this, I wish I had more. I'm gonna have to go. You know what? You want your dough melt. You, you, you want a Belgian waffle, and you want to surround that with ice cream inside of it, and then you want to, you know, sprinkle some cinnamon toast crunch on that, Charles? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go go get your diabetes. It's your choice. Uh, promo code OASIS. So we're back on that bullshit. We're catching up on that backlog. And this weekend, you know, I was in the gaming lull for a bit. I met Ramon, and Ramon was like, but baby, you know, you need to – you need to utilize all the games that you can, but I'm like, I don't know if I can with this LG television that I love as Ramona. That's a nickname for those who need a little bit of remembrance here. After I played Horizon for like 60-something hours, the body just couldn't focus anymore. And then I got slowly back into Metroid Dread, which we gave kind of like a minor shout-out, right? But you and I, Francisco, are going to be starting real soon Death Stranding. So I had to go something on the small in-between. And what I started, which I got couple months ago two months ago at most for like 12 dollars on the psn network was kenna spear bridges and i absolutely loved it it you're playing as a spirit guide kenna very short game about 12 hours or so beautiful looks like one of those illumination movies the minions without like you know carbon copies of me but uh cute little things called the rot that you're helping and your guide as a your job as a spirit guide is to help bring on to the next afterlife very personal stories of those that might have been deceased to help him move on um some some i don't want to spoil too much but you know spirits in the forest good combat good puzzles makes you think beautiful some sentimental moments really kind of makes you compensate and contemplate all the things that you do in your life ember labs really made a good game this is the first video game that they've ever made and they did such a good job. They used to do um, animation, and then they went doing straight to game. So it has a bow staff, has some arrows. It's kind of like um, Horizon's pseudo mechanics with a little bit of Zelda in there. Beautiful, good story. It's 
unique. It's organic. It's kind of the platform that I like video games to do instead of giving something that's just by the book bullet points, which mind you, sometimes those are the best games. Like I'm playing Hyrule Age of Calamity right now. That's bullet point and blueprint as we ever seen. Looks great on the PS5, plays well on the PS5, very bright, very beautiful, very exciting, very kind of emotional. You get to certain things, very emotional. My only kind of complaint that I wish was that it was a little bit longer and could you have expanded it? Maybe. You couldn't have it done with the same segues because, not a spoiler, but to help like some of the souls move on, you have to collect three of their memories or three of the items that are close to them. But the little rots are adorable. I like collecting them. They're kind of just like looking like what, you know, if I had a kid, what that would look like with all my genetics coming in. Um, just a very good game. I give it like an eight and a half. I think is where I'm at. Um, so Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, and whatever and stuff like that. Microsoft been trying to get Francisco play for a bit. 12 hours worth of time, 15 hours worth probably if you try to collect everything. Very good game. Very fun. Promo code, uh, pro, promo code rot, R-O-T. Okay. Yeah, it looks really good. <clears throat> wow, man, my voice is gone already. Yes, it looks really, really good. Uh, Andrew. Oh, and the bosses are hard. Ooh. I'm just saying that now. It's a little Dark Soulsy. Mm. Andrew, you're up. What do you have? Hello? He dropped in and out, so I don't know if he's. I'm guessing he's still I, around, but. or maybe his 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 connection's still bad, unless he's trying to get back on his computer. Well, he's saying he's trying to join, so I know he's making an attempt. Oh, okay, yeah, he, his connection's kind of been kind of wonky today, which is weird. He's he's actually got the best connection out of, out of the three of us, I think. Yeah, because he, he, he has like usually... that. He has that fiber optic. He's got that fiber optic, so. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I think he does. I think he. Uh, I think that's what he told me. Um, but I guess, w- w- I guess we can just kind of do a small thing here b- until he gets back. Uh, hopefully, um, uh, let's see. So we shall go to. Uh, so I can do a b- better. No minor league team. I guess I can do that in the meantime. As we're doing the spot. Um, right, he just messaged us. Let's yeah, he's he's yeah his his connection's kind of been bad. Uh, okay, he's saying that he he can't connect. Our, trouble soon, go on so. without me. Oh, okay. That, that, that could be more damage than what people are waiting to do. Okay, well, I guess we. Sh- I mean, we're an hour fifteen, so I guess we can NBA? talk about the NBA, and then when he comes That's back, it. we can do his non-sponsor, right? Yeah. So, but Charles, you did have a goon. I, I do have a goon. You do a have a goon. goon. So. so Let's do it. Here's the thing. I don't believe that we should always be licking the nuts of players. That's how I'm going to say things. I, for one, attack a lot of people, but I don't come at it with a lot of hatred. The one thing I don't like in any sports is for, and this is mostly for NBA because NBA out of all sports, baseball's kind of right there at it too. I don't know if about hockey to stay on hockey, but I'll speak to it to those two sports. It's not really something that's in football. Um, it's it's to have the media tell me that this individual player is the guy. It's kind of what started the Zach Levine, it's, Devin Booker. I mean, with social media, even I'm just going to go with like the hockey thing. I think mm-hmm. it still is in hockey, especially if you're uh, if you're just you're the quintessential the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, like Ovechkin. Ovechkin kind of had to deal with that kind of stuff until he finally won a cup. 
right? That's the, the, like McDavid's kind of in that right now where he, yeah, he's great. He's doing all that stuff, but everybody's going to be like, well, how has he done in the playoffs? What has he done in the playoffs? And that's kind of where it goes or uh, in like so those guys who kind of got that. Mo- it just takes one. Usually like the NHL is not really like about, oh, how many cups did you win? Usually it's just if they get one, that's all they need. That's really all they need. And I think with, other sports, especially especially like like the NBA with superstars, like okay, you got one. Oh, you, you, Jordan got six, and it's like okay, well, yeah, you, you know. no one can have a good time. Yeah, and that brings into what it is now. So my goon is Patrick Beverly. So I love quick personalities and stuff like that, and I, I kind of love pay, players commentating on certain things. But given his comments of what he was saying about Chris Paul and. I like Chris Paul enough. I know I was talking crap about him last year when he signed with the Suns, but it's because I didn't see him as being this big changer of things at 36 at a time. Mind you, they did go to the NBA Finals, but they didn't win. Why? Because the Suns are frauds. But Beverly is going on saying how Chris Paul is a cone and you can just slide on by him and that you know he can't defend anybody. And this is a guy who's essentially just – a 10-time All-Pro, All-Star, you know, used to lead the league in just steals, and then um, he was known for his defensive prowess. So partially it's correct to um, say that, hey, he's not the guy right now because, you know, you have to – when you look at the totality of anybody's careers, sometimes you have to be objective and say, hey, he was there the season, and he didn't do anything in between. I think we got but Andrew Beverly, back. We got Andrew back, and Beverly just kind of went above and beyond just for um, – post-career work after he retires and this is pat beverly who yes he was on this week's this year's bubble team with the timberwolves mm-hmm. actually make it but mm-hmm. it's not it's the same argument that i have with people who kind of like want to hear guys who are never really the greatest success hear them talk about stuff but it kind of it felt personal and i'm like okay so maybe it is personal I, hold on uh, you keep going i'm just gonna look up i think maybe espionation did a beef history about it but let me take a look well, Chris Paul is not the kindest player. He he's kind he's of got dick. a few briefs against other players. That's for sure. He's got one. I mean, he has one against uh, a boogie. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. He's out of the boogie cousins. But I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they've got a. I don't think SB Nation has done a beef history yet. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure they're they're already writing the script for it. Yeah, uh, yeah they've got Chris Paul, Rajon Rondo, Chris Paul, uh, boogie cousins. But they they will surely soon have one for Patrick Beverly. Yeah, I, I just felt that you know ESPN's kind of tools for putting him on with Stephen A. Smith anyway, who doesn't I'm gonna say it now doesn't care about being objective. He just wants to shit talk his opinions, and then you bring another guy who is you know refined, but is probably looking to be the you know a mouthpiece for a certain Fox Sports situation that comes out when they're trying they to do you know, have make a, basketball more. They important. do have a Pat Bev versus Russell Westbrook beef history. They got that one. Russell Westbrook has beef with everybody, and you know what? We love Russell Westbrook. And I love Russ. Yeah, he's a we love guy. Russ. I don't yeah. care. I don't care what he did. Yeah. Lakers. I don't care. The man like averaged three triple doubles in a row. Yeah. For three seasons. Anyways, but I think it's just kind of goonish because you don't look good in this because. Yours and Matt Barnes, who is a dirty ass player or was a dirty ass player um, in the past, kind of had a very strong retort in regards to that, where it's like you and me were just role models. This guy is going to be a Hall of Famer no matter what. And for you, 
you know, his worst season is your average statistical season. And that's an insult right there. But I felt like Beverly was just kind of be like all eyes on me. Let me get all the attention and felt attention starved um, coming into it. So it was silly that I, I yeah. say. So you're kind of a goon for opening your mouth. Granted, is he saying anything that's a lie? Debatable. But it's not stuff that I think. I mean, he, he came into it. Any... Yeah, he came into it saying that this is what players feel. Uh, no. But then other players also came speaking out against him, you know. Um, there were like Dame and a, a few other guys yeah. were, were commenting. And Dame is like the most chill guy. Mm-hmm. And he's just essentially saying, well, what are you saying here, man? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it, it was interesting. So he had been on my mind. But, and I like Patrick Beverly enough for what it is. But it's one of those things where if he's a starter on that Timberwolves team, it's probably because they didn't have anybody better that they could have signed or drafted. I mean, they and, just, and I mean, he's only there for his defense. That's the, the only reason why he's there. So, yeah. um, okay. All right. So, Andrew, are you back back? Can you hear us? I'm back back. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. So let's, uh, we, we wanted to hear your non-sponsor for the week. Well, let's see. I forgot what mine was uh, in the process of restarting my computer. Yeah. Uh, you're a good computer, by the way. It's not, it wasn't your yeah. computer. I think it was probably kind of, I don't know. Something wonky happened. But uh, so My own sponsor is Nutrigrain. Ooh, oh, I like a Nutrigrain bar. They are delicious. If, uh, if you go to Costco, they have... A four pack of thirty of sixteen Ooh, each. That's dangerous. So sixty-four. Um thirty-two are strawberry, sixteen are blueberry, and sixteen are apple cinnamon. Um very delicious. Relatively low in calories. Um yeah. I think one thirty each bar. Yeah. Um they make for a nice breakfast on the go, for a snack in the middle of the day. Um yeah, I, I I got them a while ago, um, but just didn't get them again. But I decided to get them again uh, a few weeks ago. And, yeah, I don't know why I waited so long to get them again, because they are quite good. Indeed. Uh, what's oh, that? I said indeed. Oh, let indeed. me look at the flavors. They got, let's see, apple cinnamon. I think I've, uh, I've tried, okay, raspberry. Yeah, Bixberry I've tried. I haven't tried the cherry. I haven't tried the cherry. Uh, strawberry, okay. Blueberry, tried plenty of those. And then they got like the apple and carrot. I've never seen that before. And strawberry and squash. What the hell is that? Sounds like an abomination. <laughs> that, that, okay, the, uh, those are two flavors I've never seen before. I've seen the three packs, uh, but I've never seen apple and carrot nor strawberry and squash. Not in the wild, at least. Okay, those are new to me. And yeah, there's there's a uh, Andrew. Have you ever tried the Publix branded ones? I have not. Okay. Um well, as far as quality, I mean, there's just something different about the actual Kellogg's ones that I still pref- I would prefer the Kellogg's ones over the like Publix branded stuff is pretty good. Um it's cheaper obviously uh compared to everything else, the name brand stuff, but uh, their their Nutrigrain variant is not as good as the original, and uh, as much as I like all these, their Nutrigrain equivalent is definitely not the same as the original. 
<laughs> so yeah, in this this instance, yeah, the original can't really be beaten. So I, I agree with you on all of this. And they're so good. They're just soft. They're so soft. How do they make them that soft? What is their secret? I don't know. They're good. What's the promo code? Uh promo code what the hell is apple squash <laughs> apple squash that is a that is a I, i've never heard of that combo outside of that like like an apple squash pie you would think right or i mean carrots yeah i mean there's carrots and like you know yeah carrot cake right but hmm, that is that is an interesting combo well uh, we're in the hour 25 minute mark, so if we're going to get to this, we're going to start some NBA stuff. All right, mm-hmm. Andrew? You, you ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, uh, actually, let me put you back on here because you're back. You're back. So, uh, NBA, it's the uh, second round is over, and we did weed out some frauds here, Charles. Frogs. Yes, indeed. So let's let's go series by series, and we won't try and get bogged down too much. Mm-hmm. But let's let's start with uh, some stuff. Uh, let's start with Golden State and Memphis. What a good ass series, and I really hope that neither of them lose momentum for at least the next two years, mm-hmm. because the NBA needs some rivalries. Because yeah. I have a scary thing to tell you that the newest NBA rivalry might be created in the finals mm-hmm. if two teams make it for the third time in a row against each other with the Mavs and the Heat. <clears throat> oh, boy. The yeah. Luke, think on that. That's a possibility. Yeah. However, not to go too far ahead and be kidicorous. Yeah. But John uh, Morant not playing. Yeah. And Memphis seemingly playing better without him, which mm-hmm. is the thing. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the the overarching thing. Although I, I, I don't. Really Did wanna... you guys watch the stuff I sent you about Ja? Why he's kind of, I might say he might be Iverson. Yeah, I did and say that. In... And that's, that's as much as, okay, that's great for him to be Iverson, but it's not great for the teams for him to be Iverson. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. AI, I mean, he obviously he willed that 2001 Sixers team into the finals and got them one game. But that was, that was as, as much as he could do carrying a team by himself and the attitude yeah well I, I i would think I, I would hope jaws doesn't have that but who knows uh and yeah but golden state is a well-oiled they're back they're back what, yep. what can we say the, the warriors amazing are back. when everybody gets fully healthy yep they're back so that's uh, memphis what did, I, what did i say the other week what did i say the other week the reason why is I was comparing Golden State to the Lightning. Mm. Yes, and, and Andrew, and, and you you are you're right with that. With us, like they're just there. They just they. But the Warriors kind of came. They had a down period. They kind of recovered all their injuries and all that stuff, and they're they're back. They are back. Um, uh, let's. So yeah, that's uh, Memphis could have won the series too. There were close games. That that's kind of the thing. So. It could be something that they can build upon next season and see what happens. It might get juicy next season if they meet again between these two teams. Uh, let all right. So then we have the other series. Uh, the, uh, let's take a look at the opposite Eastern Conference: Boston and Milwaukee. Man, 
you feel like that's a different game when Chris Milton's there. That's true. And that's kind of, I mean, Jonas did as much as he could. I, I Listen, I'm glad I, I don't, I don't, they got eliminated. I don't, I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that. That's true. That's true. We, we probably would have matched up. We match up better against Boston than we do uh, yeah. than we do Milwaukee because because Tatum's gonna score. But I'm not yeah. scared J- Jalen Brown and yeah, Al we, Horford and ha- Marcus Smart. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, Giannis with his his Robin is very dangerous. We we just can't. Yeah. can't. You had to deal with Drew Holiday going like five of twenty two in like one game and then another inefficient game the other one. Mm-hmm. No one could have won that. And yeah. Giannis almost did bad. That's true. Frightening. Yes. He's a very, very scary Greek god of ours. Um, yeah. And there's... Uh, so that was that. And then we had... Uh, we had our series. Let's Give let's let's weed out Give the first me. fraud, Charles. Give it to me. The Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers. The Heat won 4-2 to in the series. Jimmy, my husband, uh, Jimmy Butler, led all Heat players... In points, rebounds, assists, and blocks. So he did very good. Put a fear in us, you know, Eric Spolstra mm-hmm. would just learn not to start Kyle Lowry at all. <laughs> well, it, it is no coincidence how well that offense flowed. Indeed. And uh, there are people, and I, I was listening to sports radio down here, and people are starting to notice that too. How mm-hmm. he kind of played better without him. And uh, unlike a certain coach that we're going to mention, when they noticed that their old point guard was hurt, huh. Eric Spolster was like, we're not going to force this. Yep. Just yep. think on that, kids. So, um, yeah. They did not show up. Doc Rivers fraud. Huh. Yes. Yeah, the Doc three Rivers Three years specials. I've been on that. Three years mm-hmm. I've been on that hate train. Yeah. It's you been... won a title. What does that mean in the NBA? It really, I mean... He really is one of those guys that gets fired and has like a golden parachute. He he fails forward, really. I mean, Doc He's Rivers. Doc Bundy. Rivers may be like he probably hasn't been a good coach since he was in Orlando. Really, since 2010, since the last finals appearance. Okay, all right, that's all right. You'll get. We'll give him that. But even then, that that big three era with Boston, I mean, without those guys, the Celtics, like Rock Rivers isn't going to coach up the Celtics and their guys uh, anywhere, really. I, that's why I say his his real like only instance of coaching up players was when he really didn't have it in, in Orlando. And what, he had T-Mac? That was mm-hmm. it, really? And then T-Mac fled for for houston and actually maybe that look and i can't i'm not gonna say oh uh coaches uh oh it's all team like every nba coach needs at least one star on their team to to, to work right every team needs to have that so and i'm not gonna he had the, he had the star in this series with joel my true mvp yeah, yeah. not this paris Alphorus. <laughs> yeah yeah well, just he... because you guys get hot and bothered for jurassic park and jurassic world don't mean shit to me when it comes to Denver Nuggets. Yeah. So, and Philly, they look kudos to Joel Embiid for coming back. Yeah, love Joel. They, they, he, those two games, they Philly burned them out completely. Whatever energy that they had on it, like whatever mojo that they had, they burnt it out in those two games in Philly, and that was it. That was it. They, they got as they squeezed out as much as they could out of Joel. 
Joel squeezed out as much as he could in those two games. He will, and and after that, like he just he couldn't. Which is, I mean, is saying something with like just playing with a broken face. He played with a broken face and like a torn ligament in his non-shooting hand, one of his fingers. Like he played. He, he he shouldn't have been. Yeah, he had to play he with James Harden. Yeah, James Soften. James yeah. Soften, not Harden. James Soften. James Harden had one good game. That was it. That and was I, it. I was licking my lips when yeah. I saw it was going to be us because I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. Hard, we know what kind of player Harden is in the playoffs. Yeah. And, of course, and that that final game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then of course, uh, you know, my. my my future husband Jimmy after the game. Tobias Harris over me. Mm. Poor Tobias Harris. I know he. I, Tobias I, I Harris. He was him. a real MVP for some of the stuff that he was doing, uh, as well like charity and stuff that he was doing in, the, in our show. I get but it. The but game still. don't lie. Yeah. Because you're you're not even looked at as being the main facilitator throughout the season. You're really like the fourth best guy, even though you could probably be. If he was on a bad team, like if he was on the Houston Rockets or the Orlando Back to the Magic, he'd be oh. their clear-cut number two. Yeah. Fair to say, correct? Mm-hmm. But on this current Philly team, it was Embiid, Harden, Maxi, and then Harris was just kind of around. Yeah. Maxi played. Maxi played well. So, yeah. But, you know. All right. So let's let's get on over to the juiciest of them, actually. I have a question for you guys before we yes. advance. Indeed. Why... And and maybe I was just distracted by the game, so maybe you answered this question. I didn't hear it. But why was Doc Rivers able to win the championship in 08 with the Celtics, and now he's like, crap? All the pieces of the puzzle were there together for that three-year window. That um, was a pretty magical Celtics team, to be honest. (laughs) There was a lot of motivation, obviously. Uh, Paul Pierce finally got some help. Kevin there was Garnett. No real competition in the East. Yeah, that. Well, you know, they had Detroit. I would say the Pistons. That Pistons team was still uh, relatively good. Um, and, and then Miami wasn't yet. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was in the down years with uh, Dwayne Wade trying to. I think the Seventy Sixers back when they had Drew Holiday and then a few other guys yeah. were building into it. There, there was just the East was kind of bad. And then with the West, well, they went seven games, right? Against at, the, the East was basically I think it was it was them, it was Boston, and then it was like Detroit, and I think Chicago had some okay teams. And yeah, that was really yeah, yeah. It. and like the Hawks were weirdly good, um, but that was it. And, and and for the West, here's my one answer to you, was, Andrew. This is all I can contribute to. Um, Pau Gasol had just been traded in the middle of the season for the Lakers, so it might have been a chemistry thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they won the World Series. They won the NBA Finals like the following year after they yeah. had a full season with him and they repeated it. Yeah. And I don't think people understand how valuable that was because everybody wants to talk about Kobe's legacy. Let's just be glad Devin Booker's not in the finals again. Um, but Kobe's legacy really goes to hell on the final two ones without Pau Gasol. I'm just saying it. Uh, well, I mean, their they're family, I mean, they got really, I mean, Pau Gasol's hanging out with uh, his yep. wife and stuff. I mean, they got really close. It, 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 it just, he found a really great teammate. Um, that was willing to be. He was the number two uh, for the lay. He needed. Kobe can't do it. Couldn't do it by himself. Uh, and uh, no player sure, can. I say he was, a, he was a better number two for him than Shaq. I'm saying it. Not mm. meaning he was better player than Shaq. I'm saying but better teammate. Team. 
yeah. better teammate. Yeah. Um, and then there's, uh, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, and just Doc Rivers after that, just he got that one and he just got labeled as, and then he had the other finals appearance and he just got labeled as a, as a great coach. And then he went Andrew, to. They had the lead in that final game seven, 2010, because I remember I bet money on it. That it was going to be a Lakers Celtics yeah. rematch going seven games. And I had the Celtics winning. I still remember to say that offense, not moving the ball at all. When they had like Nate Robinson still still on there. I forget nothing, Doc Rivers. 12 Dude. years later, I got you. Yeah. So that's, that's Doc Rivers. Uh, okay. Okay, so uh, yeah, so then uh, the, the epic choke job of epic choke jobs, the Phoenix Suns were up two games to none on the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Devin Booker just kind of yeah, keep playing Luca, trying to hand him the ball very nicely in that second game, and, and Devin come on, grab me the ball, and then Luca was like, okay. All right, pussy ass, and then he, and he, and you saw him like smiling. Okay, all right, and then they got to work, Charles. The Dallas Mavericks got to work. I'm, I'm actually gonna zoom in on this series because, damn, holy crap! The number one team in the league, 64 victories, the most that the Suns have ever had in a single season in their franchise history. Not even the Barkley days they did that. Nope. Most hyped team this season. Indeed. Bet to win it all, despite your repeat champions yep. teams getting healthy. Chris Paul. Chris Paul was addicted to the finals feeling, as he, as he did back in... Uh, uh, and, all right, fine. Fine. All right. Now, I, I'm going back to the Pelican series, Charles, because we have to look at this. That yep. series, the, the New Orleans Pelicans exposed... The Phoenix Suns to the rest of the world. That this team. Yeah. 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 Guessing there was a score. I'm guessing it's a score because it was a freaking power play because Mackenzie Wegar and yeah. So. Okay. Alrighty. Then, okay. Let's, uh, let's keep going because it, it's, you know, whatever. Nothing matters. <laughs> None of this matters. Mackenzie Wegar is one of the worst players on our team this entire postseason and and uh and he sucks he eff- absolutely effing sucks um holy shit no. the magic won the lottery <laughs> holy oh, shit that actually happened today i didn't realize that the draft lottery was happening yeah with the last two shows the two draft lotteries just happened the nhl one and the nba one interesting all right well look at I'm that shocked. the magic also doing some good stuff there you go. Maybe well, you're interrupt, but I did, I looked down at my phone and I got the I saw the ESPN notification. I was like, "Hey, we won the draft." All right. Well, Central, I, I, that's, that's a good thing go. to have. Central right? Florida got their thing. They got their goal and they got their number one draft pick. All right. Now it's time for <laughs> South Florida to get theirs. All right. Now He's using Central Florida. Yeah. Yeah, Central Florida. Unlike what USF fans would say and say that they're South Florida. Oh, they're in Tampa, right? So it all doesn't. It, it all sucks. Uh, <laughs> it all sucks. All right, that entire region sucks. All right. <laughs> Anyways, hopefully, uh, before we continue, I just have a, a fun little hmm. uh, thing I want to tell you guys. Maybe you can pull it up on screen. Um, there is actually a road sign. We're going to go into the Andrewverse right now, so let's go. Okay. This feels like a moment to finally use this part. 
Um, there is actually a just a random road sign just out in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's out near Lakeland. Uh, and there's an oil derrick right next to it for some reason. But it's a sign that says downtown Orlampa. So it's theoretically the halfway point between Orlando and Tampa. Um, but it's just this, it's funny. It's a funny little thing to see while you're driving. Um, I think that's really where the term, whoever came up with that kind of was the one that, uh, came up with that that phrase the the orlampa region or whatever there's an article from the tampa bay times welcome to orlampa a florida man's tourist attraction that doesn't exist at least that's what i see here in this article here now, this must be an old article is it the, yeah they're the tampa bay times i thought yeah they used to be the st petersburg times and then they... i know i'm so mad <laughs> you know like tampa the, bay times. the family arena is fine but the St. Pete Times Forum, I don't know, that just rolls off the tongue so well. Uh, or the tours, for over two decades, Fantasy of Flight owner Kermit, Kermit, Weeks <laughs> has been hatching. Hey there, I'm going to put a sign out there downtown Orlando. <laughs> That's my Kermit impression, everybody. You sound more like a South <laughs> Park character than anything. <laughs> uh, let's see, an Orlando sign facing I-4 near Polk City. That's what it says there. Uh, Orlando and, Citrus Tower, Orlando Citrus Tower near Fantasy of Flight in Polk County, is September 2019. Okay. You guys, Aaron Judge has two home runs in this game. Oh boy! Just pay this man mm. a jerk of a judge. That's that's all I have to call it now for. All him. right, so this guy is just trying to get people to go to his little flight school or whatever flight. He probably takes people up and throws them off planes. Um, okay, all right. So that's that's an interesting tidbit. In the one la- one last tidbit while I'm thinking of that area, and then I'll I'll move on. Mm. There used to be a tourist attraction out there where it was just a bunch of streamliner, um, basically like pull uh, trailer RVs that used to just be lined up in a row right off the side of I four. Um, this is only proving Charles's point about the area. <laughs> And the, and the fan base between oh, the two okay, franchises. I, I just want to say this. I want to say I this. lived in Polk County for four years. I can oh. definitely Winter Haven, baby. I, I can speak to all this. Try as there, white, there's, there is a difference between Hillsborough and Pinellas. My neighbors were clan members. You can't win this, guys. No, yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. Once you get to Polk County in Lakeland. Uh. You know that that's where it really starts to go. Start taking like, spices out of your meat. <laughs> it, Just use salt. It's that's where you start getting into, I, I don't know, redneck territory. I don't want to. Be... There's, they don't sell adobo at the supermarket. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and this is also the part of part of. Um, Kind of near the area where there's a big ass Confederate flag just chilling it's out. All American oh, County. God, yeah. So yeah, it's it. Charles is absolutely correct when he says that that area is uh, is like redneck city. Trash. But when you start getting into the Tampa area, not so much. But 
Um, but yeah, definitely. I just try to speed my way through uh, <laughs> Polk County as fast as I can. <laughs> You're like, I can't let them know I'm Jewish. Oh, no. <laughs> they would not take kindly to me. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, my name is Frank Porter in those areas. <laughs> <laughs> I just came back from vacation. That's when I, the I, southern inflection pops in, guys. I, 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 I saw Ted Cruz in Cancun. <laughs> That's the new thing in the NBA. You know, in, in the NHL, Andrew, like... Um, like when they refer to you like your team sucking, it's like oh they're they're gonna be golfing, you know, because that's like a lot of NHL players golf in the off season. And now the NBA thing is is going to Cancun. That's like the thing now, saying that your team's going to Cancun. So that's that's it. Uh, where was this going? <laughs> oh yeah, the the freaking uh, the playoffs. Well, the Pelicans exposed them. All right, so the Suns. Uh, yeah. Game seven, Charles. Let's talk about it. Let's game Three seven. Let me, let me <clears throat> slide on in real Go ahead. quick. Go ahead. Do it. Do the First thing. First off, the internet is savages because that JFK meme I sent you was just. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go on Twitter. Kiss. I'm going on Twitter. I'm going to go on our how, Twitter account. I retweeted a bunch of stuff. How do you go and it is a game seven? You're supposed to coach it out. You're Monty Williams. You're yeah. back-to-back and coach. I, I, I want to give this context to Andrew. Like at least like with the Leafs, like they it was a two-to-one game, right? All those game sevens in um, on for the NHL, all of them were down to the wire. Down to the wire. Every single one of them in the People NHL played like it mattered. And they didn't want to go to Canada. And even the one between the Celtics and the Bucks was was a, was a, was a good game. Yes. And here's the number one team in the NBA. Take Going it, Charles. Take it. The Luka Doncic's. Coached by probably the handsomest coach in the NBA. We'll see about that later in the season. Jason Kidd. Because it sure as shit ain't Mike Budenholzer. Um, Phil Pierce tracked him up. Andrew, I stopped playing video games to watch this damn game. And then Luka Doncic had to tell me, yes, Charles, I'm on the cover of NBA 2K22. Do you know what that means? I'm like, I don't know what that means, Luca. I'm going to show up and show out. And as I'm watching in the first quarter, Andrew, it was like 22 to like 12 or 26 to 12. And then we get into halftime. It was like 70 something to like 30. And shout out to the Nintendo Switch for being horrible because that's when I just went straight into the damn Hyrule Warriors I'm playing out. Andrew, at one point, it was a 40-point lead for the Dallas Mavericks, a team that only has one legitimate superstar. Because Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Max Keebler, Spencer Dinwiddie, Randy Bullock, who's not Bullock anymore, but it's Bullock, they're just dudes. And then there's Luca, and Luca is like, "Let me show you the Slovenia way of doing things." He's like, "I'm sick of you, Devin Booker. Your American way of doing things of stealing the ball around and looking like you just shitted your pants every time you're trying to like get an offensive um, or defensive foul on me when you're driving to the basket." Because he, Devin Booker, makes this face. Some clarity for you, Andrew. You can't see me, but it's like a face, like a baby do a poo poo. <laughs> 
Luca's like, if I shit my pants, shit just rolls down, but I keep going. That's my Slovenian accent. And he's like, let me show you the Slovenia way. It was an ass whooping, Andrew. They only scored Phoenix itself. It scored only 10 points in the second quarter. Unheard of in right. basketball. My God. First quarter, 27-17. You're like, okay, it's a 10-point game. Whatever. Then the Mavericks score 30 to 10. So 30 points there are 10 points. And you're like, this is just done. This is just done. No one cared. Everybody's bricking it. No one's doing anything. And then Chris Paul, 10 points, only went four for eight. Devin Booker, Mr. The Guy, the Kobe dude, the Kobe successor. The heir to Kobe. Going three for 14. And he was missing some stuff. I don't believe in the plus minus stats that much. You guys know I don't, but this is the time where I'm going to bring it in. Devin yeah. Booker's plus minus was minus 41. And it showed mm. because everybody was just going on. There's, Luka was going on. With the plus minus, with the plus minus, it's the same thing in hockey. It's not a complete view of your your effectiveness on the ice. But there are certain points where you look at the number and it's like, ooh, oh my God. <laughs> it, it's on you. Mm-hmm. And it, this was supposed to be the team. It reminds me so much of the Warriors when they went like 73 and whatever and they lost in the finals. But it still was competitive in itself because it's high. I yeah. give great expectations, but bad coaching comes up. Why did Monty Williams just sit Chris Paul? I understand you might not have things, but now if you're bringing up his injuries, oh, he was dealing with a hamstring injury. Well, you don't put dudes in game seven. You know who would have put their injured point guard who's 36 years old? With bad hands again, Eric Spolstrom, and he didn't do it because he trusted his team, and he didn't predicate his talent on just the success of his players. He predicated the talent and the success on the game plan. Unlike Bonnie Williams, I'm calling that shit right now. Jason Kidd was like, I believe in that Slovenian, like you know, devil over there named Luka Doncic, and I don't really like Doncic that much, but he's earned my respect. I think he's kind of young and a flopper, and looks like he's gonna cry. But this was a team that was in disarray when they traded away Kristaps Porzingis to. I think he's in Washington now. And they're like, we're just going to run this one show. And boy, pay the man. You don't even get to the finals, you know, without him. And mm-hmm. you may get to the actual finals because of him. Wild, man. Wild. Yeah. A 40-point game, Andrew. The whole team gave up on it. I'm like, just, I'm like, how I was like, fire Doc Rivers with the Heat, uh, in the Heat game series, I was like, I felt like they should just be like, all right, Monty, you're out. Because he didn't plan for it. There was bad time. He won Coach of the Year. He won Coach of the Year. Twice. Twice. Yep. There's no way to get that energy going. And what I, I'm also going to say this now. All you people on Twitter, where the hell were you last year? When I was like, <laughs> I will be this lone man. We have receipts. I, yeah, yeah sure. I got receipts and the bill is <laughs> due. And I've been waiting on this for a couple of days. Yeah. All y'all talking that trash about Devin Booker. Chris Paul, Monty Williams, you get to sit all the way in the back and not have your voice heard. Because I was on there day one. I said, mm. Devin Booker, Charles I don't is see baking it. the pie this time. Yeah, I don't see it. Because I was like, sometimes in basketball, if you're the primary facilitator of the ball handling or the scoring, you're going to get the inflated stats. I said it about Zach Levine. I said it about Devin Booker. Zach Levine, I eased up a little bit because he kept that production of play consistent in at least his playoffs. And then I didn't get the Chris Paul hype when he signed with the Suns that first year last year because I just don't see how getting the aged vet, not aging, aged, 
the age vet on a team would mean an automatic win. I think that the Suns had the perfect storm last year, and thankfully, it subsided the way it had to subsided leading into it. They were also up two games to none in the NBA Finals last year. So Yeah. So that that was my whole happiness of it. DeAndre Aiden showed up, but they didn't want to pay DeAndre Aiden. And then Devin Booker. Yeah, DeAndre Aiden's Booker. always kind of forgotten that he's on the, even though he's, he's oh, good. It, yeah. it's, it's a different he was a high game. Draft pick. Yeah. It, it's a different game. It, he's not he's not a Joel Embiid who can do the yeah. vertical range well, shots. We're, and we're, I, it's understandable. We're at 153, so I do want to get to the memes. Andrew said he, he's going to be right back. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to summarize this, is that, the bill is due, and I'm collecting today mm. because I don't jump. Phoenix was a new sexy thing because, and this is this is going to be the end point of it. Y'all wanted Phoenix to win so damn badly because you guys were sick of Golden State and the Lakers, and the Lakers had a quicker downfall than the Golden team. State. Yeah, they they just they were the true bubble team. They built up and go from there. They're not going to have a repeat until you trade Anthony Davis. That's going to be the offseason topic mm-hmm. that I will emphasize yeah. on because you can't That's trade true. Russ because no one's going to want that contract. Mm-hmm. But y'all just hated Gold because for some reason Gold State became the bad guys because they drafted well. They signed one man Durant to bring it all together, but they won without him. And now they're more than likely going to go to another NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. however. I do want that Heat Mavericks because it would be the third time they meet. Yeah, is this your modern great. day? Is this your modern day Celtics Lakers? It, it's yeah you know, because we have played them in the it's last. It's the one the NBA didn't really want, want, but they're it's the one they might just get. But we've had them in each of the decades: 06, mm-hmm. 12, and right twelve or eleven. Remind uh, me. The the, the odds, the tens, and now the twenties. Yeah, so it, it's like that's amazing to me. To me, at least, I think it's yeah. fascinating because you I, also I have to remember. It. This, I actually kind of want it. You have Spo and Riley sit around, but you have Cuban and Jason Kidd around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all it so, all comes together. That's some cool shit to me. That's yeah. nerdy stuff. I, I can't tell you. And then like somewhere was Jawan Howard. Just <laughs> uh, I want to get to the memes that we're at one fifty five. Yeah. Okay, so here's one. Uh, the, the, of course, the video game stuff. The video game ones are always cool because they always show like the difference in, in technology. Uh, this is how Chris Paul looked. Uh, how long Chris Paul has been choking? So it's days <laughs> NBA Live with uh, with New Orleans and him and NBA 2K now. <laughs> Just the difference there. Um, uh, I have some NHL stuff here. Uh, this the, the Abraham Lincoln and Devin Booker and Chris Paul were the shooters. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one. one. They had a JFK one. Uh, NBA Coach of the Year awards, pointing out that Budenholzer has two, Monty Williams got his, and Spolster still has none. Budenholzer uh, has a ring, though, so mm-hmm. he'll get a pass. Uh, <laughs> Kobe watching Devin Booker's performance while wearing oh his God. shoes. That's the one I sent you. Ooh, I felt it. But I oh, man. Uh, uh, this one, I know Biombo donated his entire salary to build a hospital, but I didn't know that CP3 and Devin Booker laying were the bricks. ones laying the bricks. Mad respect. <laughs> um, uh, I tweeted out, it's happened again. Charles the True knew the Suns were frauds from the beginning of the season. Of course, promoting our Charles Tradamus shirts. Uh, <laughs> This one, the mocking of Christ, Giuseppe de Ribeiro, sixteen fifteen, we're comparing it to <laughs> Devin Booker and, T- and Luca. I, I went on a full like hour long shit 
ride of finding stuff <laughs> yeah on the, the memes were great oh man uh cp3 in a game seven situation mr ass <laughs> This is so great from back in the end, 64 days. Like, no WWF, no mercy, or WrestleMania 2. One of those, or WCW. Um, it's probably uh, no mercy. Yeah, it's probably no mercy, because that's always the most memorable one. That one's great. Um, uh, I, I tweeted out after this ass whooping, the Phoenix Suns lease has been terminated at Footprint Center, and the Arizona Coyotes will be moving in. Um, yeah. Uh, they're just they're just great there's so many of them but there's they're great um yeah uh, uh, just an epic 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 fail an epic choke job for the ages the thunder got the second pick in the draft so their tanking is actually working very well yeah well they they're in that's how you do it yeah that's how you do it They're, they're rebuilding so uh yeah all right so we're at 158 i believe it should be time to head on out to the cage let's let's do it charles you ready all right welcome everybody your weekly truplex the cage with charles full disclosure wrestling is not fake it's scripted it's a stage fight it's a soap opera it's a song and dance about men and women being the holy hell of each other trying to establish that legacy championships and sometimes it's about giving the finger to the man and i feel like the last three weeks I've been trying to talk about other stuff, but there's real-life situations and real-life incidences that change the game completely, and it just makes you wonder, damn, what the hell is going on? AEW, we'll start there. They have the Owen Hart Foundation tournament going on. Y'all know I think it's kind of weird to have a tournament for a guy that never wrestled for you, and you didn't have any touch points. You don't even have any of the hearts signed on your roster. But Tony Khan, he likes his tournaments. And it's one of those situations where you're like, mm, I don't know what the gain is for it. It's not like the G1 Climax Tournament or the Battle of the Super Juniors out of New Japan or like the King of the Ring where you just get a bad King moniker in WWE. However, they at least have had some compelling matches. I did watch the Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen match. I sent you guys some of those tweets. And Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen just want to die for me. And that's okay. They want to die for my entertainment. They want to die for my enjoyment because there were some ladder spots like Darby going off on the Swanton from that ladder, at least going like 20 feet on. Pretty sure you can cuss um, Jeff Hardy right then and there. But it's going to progress on. There's the Jokers for both the men's and the women's because it's a men's tournament and a women's tournament. And the Jokers are going to be like wild card people that aren't announced. So there's a lot of fun on the social media that's going on determine who is exactly going to appear there. There's some rumors it's going to be Cesaro for AEW's Joker, Johnny Gargano. There's some rumors it's going to be Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon, or maybe um, a few other people that had wrestled in different organizations. I, I'm intrigued. I still think it might be like Adam Cole's thing to win, and then with the women's, it's a little bit more difficult to kind of turn. It might be a Ruby Soho situation. I haven't really looked at the brackets in full because when you don't do this is the problem you know i love predictions on these brackets but when you have like wild cards who are going to show up unannounced it kind of derails everything but this is the problem too if you have unannounced people that always makes me think that they're going to 
win their entrance match. So the Joker would go against Samoa Joe, and then the other Joker would go against uh, Britt Baker, DMD. So I'm just curious to see how they're going to betray out. But the bigger news of AEW stuff is I'm now excited for the, uh, the Adam Hangman Page CM Punk feud. They're both kind of healing it. They're both kind of facing it right now, making into some of the blood feuds. And CM Punk went against John Silver, part of the Dark Order, who's boys with Hangman Page, and beat him by doing Hangman's finisher. So that's like the ultimate. That's a Luca. That's, that's a big no-no. Like, no. That's a that's the fighting uh, them fighting. Just them final words. Them final words. That that's the Devin Booker grabbing the ball from Luca Doncic. He just stole my final smash. Yeah, and I don't know who essentially wins this. This is one of those few times in bookings where I can go either way. I think if you really want to establish Paige's credibility in full as a champion, because he's had good defenses but kind of blessed stories, him going over CM Punk would be huge, and then possibly you get um, MJF to be the one who takes off the title from Paige. Right now, MJF's having like contract disputes with Tony Khan. I don't know if it's a work, if it's a show, or anything like that. And if you have CM Punk win, you really just have to make sure the guy who actually beats CM Punk and takes the title from CM Punk is the maidest man of your company forever. You know what I mean? That's huge. CM Punk, we don't talk about him a lot on our show because he was retired for like seven years. He left the WWE. He hated it. He did a lot of accomplishments there. Um, hated everything that Vince was doing. Very similar to certain people who walked out Raw last night. Um and he did a lot of stuff of Ring of Honor. I, I even been, I even read about that news. That that's that's big. That's the big one. That's a big one. And mm. I was I'm trying not to do too much of WWE because right now, three years into it, we have so much wrestling that I shouldn't be relegated to just one particular kind of meal. Right. Unfortunately, sometimes you get them cravings, or sometimes they give you new variation. Like, hey, it's Wendy's. We have a new number like no, twelve. They, they mix squash and apples. They, Squashing apples, and you're like, okay, sure, I gotta try this. I'm intrigued. Um, so it definitely leads into something that I'm like, oh boy, but I'm excited about the build. It still needs to get certain things going because I'm assuming they're gonna have the Owen Cup finals there. I don't know who Thunder Rosa, the women's champion, is gonna be going against Sammy Guevara and Scorpio Sky. They keep switching the belts. I know I've talked about it, but now you know, you had Scorpio Sky regaining the title and then going against Frank Kazarian and then, you know, defending it and winning from there. It's lost some credibility. So maybe it does need a pay-per-view match to really kind of make it effective. I don't know what the hell's going on with the men's tag team titles. This has been like the biggest blunder that they've done. So this is kind of like my, I'm back and I'm critiquing AEW a little bit to talk shit, but Luchasaurus or the Jurassic Express of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy has kind of been to me a failure of how to make it. My dogs agree of how to kind of do the tag team titles, whereas you had interesting stories of FTR holding belts, Hangman and Omega holding the belts, um, the Lucha Bros even holding the belts, even though they lost it out of nowhere to Lucha, or I keep saying Luchasaurus and Lucha because that's how they mess with me, Jungle or Jurassic Express, but now I, I just don't care. And the problem is AEW is supposed to be known for all these tag teams that they have, and I'm at that point when it comes to Jurassic Express, anybody but them having the belts is fine by me. Um, also, here's some touch points that you guys need to consider too. Now is the time where certain contracts are not getting renewed for AEW wrestlers. So we mentioned the Dark Order that was originally Brody's uh, Brody Lee's stable. Now that's kind of like Hangman's there and everything. He's not the leader, but he's bros with them. And he, it was led by Evo Uno and then um, 
a few of the guests, but Stu Grayson, who was one of the founding members of it when they first arrived at AW, his contract, um, they couldn't come to an agreement on money and he's out. He might come back, he may not come back. We don't know how that plays out. However, what does this mean? Because what did uh, Tony Khan do in AEW aside from buying Ring of Honor? He also signed a lot of the WWE guys. Now, mind you, getting Brian Danielson, former knows now, Brian was an excellent move. Same thing with CM Punk, who wasn't really a WWE guy anymore, but getting Adam Cole, who had left, and then Miro, who was formerly Rusev, who I actually hope is the Joker, because I want to see him and Samoa Joe slapping some serious meat. We're talking about Samoa meat versus Bulgarian meat, and that makes my Sharice so happy. Um, but I'm intrigued of what of who would be released, because then there's some contract issues of MJF, but it's said that his contract's not expiring until 2025, so are we just too much on the heater for this at this time? We'll hopefully touch a little bit about AEW later on before mm. Double or Nothing. Impact, doing Impact things, I won't really comment on there. New Japan's doing the Battle of the Super Junior Heavyweights. Um, but, meh, well, I'll come back into it because it's one of those things where the Junior Heavyweights are basically the Cruiserweights. Um, I don't think it's Despy anymore who has that belt. I think it's either Chase Owens or El Phantasmo who's now the champion. But regardless, they got a title shot. Hopefully they do something good and make it nice, so on and so forth. Let's focus on WWE because there's some real interesting stuff here. Not storylines. Storylines are muddled. Roman Reigns yeah. ain't wrestling hell of a cell. stuff in the, in the behind the scenes, you know, the yeah. the, the, wait, wait. the business stuff. Let's, uh, let's get yeah. the business. Let's get yeah. the business, right? So Andrew's not here, but let, let's make this interesting here. If you're in a contract and you don't work at that job anymore, you just bail, right? And nine out of ten times, that boss fires you. They don't honor your contract. You don't show up to work. You tell them to go toss it. And then you bail. You don't have a job tomorrow, right? Your your boss doesn't call you over, right, Francesco? I'm going to say, I like your hoods, kid. Mm. Not a lot of people would do that to me. It reminds me of that episode or that scene from Ted, the movie, where um, Ted, the doll, you know, little teddy bear that comes back to life. Oh, it comes to life, I guess. Um, I bought a working... teddy bear recently. I didn't realize how huge it was. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, it is. I bought a Florida Panthers. I saw it on Goodwill. It was only like it was a dollar. I'm like, oh, I'll buy a you know little trinket. <laughs> you know, they're doing great in the playoffs. I, it's it's like it's it's like four feet tall. <laughs> God, for a dollar, congratulations. Yes. That, that's that's it cute. Came, I saw like a massive box in front of my house, and I'm like, oh, no. Uh, I'm like, what is? It? Oh, it's the little tin. You know, Goodwill has sent me stuff in like boxes that are way too big for the packages inside. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's probably you know they just had a box and just sent me it. Uh, it's a, like a four foot tall bear, <laughs> and it's in my yeah. closet right now. And it will murder me one day if the Panthers yeah, don't win like, the Stanley Cup this season. It's just like um, Chucky. So it reminds me of the movie Ted, where he's working at the grocery store and then. Um, he goes and talks trash to his boss and is like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And the boss is like, no one's ever talked to me before like that. No one ever has. You're going to get a raise and promote it. And Ted's like, fuck. That's essentially what would that wouldn't happen to us. We would just get let go. But so last night, and I'm going to skip everything to make the cage short because right now we're kind of like in the doldrums for WWE anyway, so I can't ignore it. Um, last night you had Naomi, who is the wife of Jimmy Uso, who apparently one of our people from law school is her neighbor, which I have to get in real cool with that so I can go meet the Usos and then like high five Roman and I am beautifully um, going from there, our tribal chief. Listen, connections are great when you actually have to call connections. Um, And then you have Sasha Banks, who is the boss. She's kind of famous now because she was on Star Wars, on um, The Mandalorian as 
I, I didn't watch the Mandalorian. I just know that she was one of the people in there. Listen, side note, I've hated everything Disney has done with Star Wars, so I refuse. You can oh, literally oh, have believe like, me, we, Rock... we've, we've got record of that on the show for sure. Well, it, it's not going to stop. And right. I'm going to take this as a you arbitrarily, my mandatory bashing of Star Wars Disney style is going to happen every time I get a chance. Stop making low quality production stuff. Stop telling me what you think is. We're, it's more than just flashy lights that give people seizures and cool little light swords, you know, lightsabers. Um, I, I, I don't care about Mandalore, man. Like, I get it, and some of it's cool, but I'm not invested in it fully. I, I didn't watch the book of Boba Fett, even though Cad Bane came on, like, hold up here, what? I watched Rebels. I watched Clone Wars. What's going on here? Rebels wasn't even that good. But anyway, I, I'm going to digress here. Hmm. Um, but she's gotten some notoriety. She's been able she's, – she's utilized the, the women's championship, the women's tag team championship to her advantage. The women tag titles have not really been utilized that well. They were a prop, man. They were a prop three years ago to kind of appease that very bloated roster. And then the worst thing Vince could have done was add another pair of titles. It's not something that's brand specifically assigned. It is something that hot potatoes out, and those titles got hot potatoes. And there was times where those championships were not even broadcasted on pay-per-views or even defended. I couldn't tell you who was the last couple of champions until I had to reverse it and research it. So I can talk about today. This is one of the few times I actually prepared for something to think about. So apparently the main event of the match, and this hey, is Frank, let's go. Yes. Oh, Catch the four. Keep going, Charles. Nothing I, I heard it. I heard Nothing him. I heard him, and then Andrew broke up because I believe there was going to be some smack talk, and then it disappeared. No, I, I didn't say anything. I just said check the score. That's all I said. Oh, 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 oh. you know, my, my children are fighting. My children are fighting. Hey, so, I, I didn't say a damn thing. I just said check the score. I was informing him. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I was being does, a good friend and informing him. One does have to check the score. It's plain and simple. Um, so what has happened is the main event for last night's Raw was supposed to be a six-pack challenge consisting of Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, um, Sasha, um, Naomi, tag team partners, Asuka, and like someone else, and, and Becky Lynch. And whoever wins that would go challenge Hell So Everything I'm about to tell people, if you actually do listen to the show, wrestlers, if you do listen to the show, follow us on Twitter, Charles and True, FJOGR, Dan Frijoles. Everything is based off hearsay and speculation. I'm going to do my best to be objective about this. But it is stated that the finish was called for Naomi to pin her teammate, Sasha Banks, to get a number one contender shot at the Raw Women's Championship against Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell, where Sasha would go and, you know, deal with Ronda Rousey and get slaughtered. That's the rumor. And then apparently what happened is Sasha and Vince went to talk a little bit. Naomi and Vince went to talk a little bit. And then they went to John Letternitis, who's head of creative, talent relation creative, and said, here's these tag titles. Peace, we're out. And they walked out. And you're like, maybe it's not a work because WWE mm. won't let that shit happen. But what got crazier was WWE actually released an official statement on it during the show. Mm. And then they had Corey Graves announce that Sasha and Naomi had walked out unprofessionally. And you're like, what is going on here? Because the first thing you never really do with wrestling is you never break the scene. You never break kayfabe. I wouldn't. It reminds me of a couple of years ago where they the McMahons came out and said, hey, the quality of Raw is trash, and we're going to change that now. And we're going to blame, you know, in, in kayfabe where it was Commissioner Baron Corbin, and we're, we're going to change that. 
but like they broke it. They probably do whatever they could to shoot the shot against Sasha and Naomi to their best ability. And now we're kind of like, all right, the women tag championships are like, we're out. They're leaving. They walked out. They're still on a contract. Vince won't release you unless he really doesn't think you're going to make him money. Sasha makes him so much money. He's not going to want to do on AEW. And then Naomi is the wife of Jimmy Uso, who's a SmackDown tag champion related to who? Roman Reigns. And you don't know what it is. And the rumors and the speculation, the hearsay, is that Sasha and Naomi said, you put us together last minute before a WrestleMania match. They have some history together as being friends and enemies. But um, you have us win the titles. We're not spotlighted enough. And then you change the events of what happened. And how is it that you can have two champions in there and you can have my partner pin me to go from there, women's wrestling doesn't look good like that. That's a very abridged way. I am not these people. They're not going to release official statements. I'm just going with the dirt sheets say. And I'm just like, holy shit. Because what this really means is a two-fold way. I'm going I'm to approach you the two issues, and then I'm looking at two situations. I'll try to keep it brief, but this is some big boy shit. The issue is this is if you have unhappy wrestlers that want to leave, Vince ain't going to release you. Mustafa Ali tried that, and he was gone for several months. And Vince is like, I'm going to pack you home and go from there. Sasha Banks has done this before, and she wanted to be released from her contract once. And Vince is like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let you go on a vacation. You come back a couple of years later or a couple of months later and go from there. So it's going to tell you that things are still going to happen, and they're going to do this stuff before the show to kind of go from there and test you. Vince, they're going to test you because there's a difference between saying fire me and oh i'm about to go up i'm out because that 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 technically grounds for termination right boys and the other thing it's going to be is that remember the title it's all scripted not fake it's scripted so you already know who in theory is going to win the championships and lose the championship so the issues that stem from is two things one if you have last-minute changes to the matches, and that happens oftentimes, henceforth, cards subject to change, people going to be bailing. Maybe they give them a search. Like, oh, you know what? You're going to send me home anyway. You're not going to release me. I'm not coming to work. And they're still going to honor the contract. Because why does Vince do does that? Because he wants to eat up the territories the same way he did it back in the day. Because he doesn't want you, if he thinks you're even a decent quality talent, to go to the new Ring of Honor being bought under Tony Khan or AEW, and here's the thing, they, Vince might not be saying, oh, hey, um, I'm not scared of AEW, but AEW is actually pulling in some strong-ass ratings where they're almost on a million during the NBA and the hockey playoffs. They're not losing guys, man. That's saying something. Well, it looks out in two ways. I either say they're not losing anybody, or the people who watch wrestling don't care about other sports, which I don't think is necessarily true, right? Hmm. Um, but it's an interesting concept. Plus, mind you, Nielsen ratings are overrated, and no pun intended. I'm sorry. Well, there's, yeah, it's, it's not just that anymore. It's, you know, stuff on the internet. But, like, what, yeah. but what I mentioned last week, though, Warner Brothers Discovery, merger, if they're going to see those ratings, and that could lead to other things and purchases in a streaming platform for AEW. But it could lead to people just being like, oh, you know, you keep changing my plans and my promises, I'm out. And what's the other issue? What if you have someone who has a title run? that that title run has not been to anything that is credible to their brand because that's really the approach i think that sasha naomi and the other wrestlers might be doing is that how is their title run going to help the credibility now that they know there's so many other options what's their marketability it's about you know what's a great sport to, to analogize this with football when you're an edge rusher you're basically a, a a sniper man you're basically a mercenary 
you know, think about all those guys that were just edge rushers or pass rushers that were come into it where it's just like, okay, you know, just sign me to those one-year deals. We'll do it. Javian Clowney's your modern-day guy right now. But then you think of, like, Robert Mathis, and you think about um, a few of the other guys that were coming in there. You know, a couple of them exceed my mind. Melvin Ingram himself right now, who just got signed by the Dolphins. Look, I'm bringing it all together to a sports show, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at some point, you build that credibility, and it's like whoever wants me gets me. That's kind of what it is right now in the wrestling market. So there's plenty of titles that have not been utilized whatsoever that what if you have another champion who's like, I'm out, Ricochet. Here's a fun statistic for you, boys. Ricochet is your intercontinental champion. He won like a month and a half ago. The last time the intercontinental championship was defended at a pay-per-view was the WrestleMania from last year. What? That's a year and change on a pay-per-view. The thing that's supposed to give you more time, more mat, more time for the matches, more storylines, more focus, and, and and you've had those title changes on the televisions. The last time the U.S. Championship that I remember that was defended at a pay per view was SummerSlam, where Damian Priest versus Sheamus. That's just from what I remember on, because then um, Damian Priest had it and he lost it on a Raw. Was that really telling you about so much stuff, man? Because was that conundrum that Vince is in? Now, let me ask you, if you say, Charles, whose side are you on here? Because to benefit yeah. of Sasha or against Sasha, this we're, is not the first we're time. We're at 217, so let's, well, what, are your, I, what are your thoughts? I, I could do it on a three. Mm-hmm. Because this is not to be determined yet on the ending, because that might be in a week or so, and I'll revisit it. Mm-hmm. These are my thoughts coming yeah, into it. This just happens. Um, yeah. I get it. I think this only benefits Sasha more than Naomi. Because Sasha gets released from a contract, everybody's going to want to piece her up. She has had credibility and a run. She was always kind of the focal point. She was always in the A club, the full horsewoman. She was on Star Wars, all this other stuff. Naomi, she's been the same brand, the same character trying to feel the glow for the last five years. Hmm. So is it going to be, for Sasha, she ain't going to be starting back to one. For Naomi, she might be starting back to one. And what is interesting, even though you were not the one who would probably beat Bianca Belair, right? Keep in mind, you were still the one who was positioned to win that match last night, and you still walked out. So I'm going to assume everything is an independent thought. I The one thing I hate about the Twitter people is they always think it's a Lemming Winks concept or Lemmings concept. Um, but how, how is this going to help you Vince's let you go? And where are you going to be able to build up? Because WWE money... There's a big difference in that pay versus impact money. And there's no guarantee that AEW is going to pick you up too. So mm-hmm. sometimes you have to support the movement, but sometimes we also have to sell out. And we'll find out more in the coming weeks. So that's all I'll have for you in the cage this week. Okay. All right, guys. So that's it. We'll uh, we'll find out if uh, me and Andrew are going to go out and get some food. We got paid. We got paid today. So We got uh, paid. Paid yeah. my lunch at JoJo's. We'll, we'll see if we'll have a... Uh, <clears throat> a, 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 a temporary uh, truce uh, to get some lunch sometime this week, and we'll talk about it next week. You know. All right. So take care, everybody. Bye bye. Right, everyone. Take care.